ready for my jelly? Honestly, I don't think anyone's ready for your jelly. That's true. It would be very difficult to be in a state of constant Ryan jelly readiness. I am in a constant state of Sam jelliness. I I think we've lost some words in the middle of there. Yeah, you get it. Would, a- you're like one of those trees, you know, where you like tap them and sap comes out. Syrupy sap. I'm confused about what that means. Every so often I just hammer a pick into you and a little syrupy loveliness comes out and I, I sup it. There's so much to unpack. It trickles down your leg. And I gross, and I, gross. <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be what guy? It's like in fan fiction. Don't try and sexualize this. When they have this. sex, when they have sex, and it's like, and then the girl character is like, and then I was just like walking, and I could feel his cum dripping down my leg. It's like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? Or it's when men write women, and they say like she was so wet, her fucking secretions, wetness, secretions. <laughs> What a way to pull yourself out the story, her secretions. Yeah, they, her, like, wetness was, like, dripping down her legs. It's like, dude, no. Her tights were damp. It was very uncomfortable I for like, the rest of the day. I like damp. I know a lot of people have a problem with the word moist, and there's apparently, like, a scientific reason why. I've never had a problem with it. But I do like damp. Right. I like damp. Do you like damp bathrooms? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Obviously, when you think about that. When they like get moldy. Mold, I don't want to think about mold. You don't want to think about black, toxic mold. Ew. The spores in the air, inhaling them. Them taking You're up residence this with such in your vigor, lungs. You're like, take my black mold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say during sex. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like a fungal alien species, yeah. and I infect my prey with my ejaculate. Come and sup up my leg secretions. No, I don't want to. Ugh. It's not what you want. It's not the best. It's not what you want at all. If you think about it, sweat is kind of like a juice that your body releases. Kind of like is it you- a juice, is it? <laughs> <laughs> when you squeeze an orange and all the juice comes out, exercise kind of does that to your body. Have you ever seen a picture of pores, cl- like, really close up? Um, yeah. They are just tiny, tiny little holes yeah. all over your skin that little beads of sweat kind of push their way up through. How strange is that? Yeah, that is weird. Do you think if I bottled my sweat... And I asked you to wear it on a necklace at all times so you could have a part of me with you. Do you think you would do that? You could take little sips from it throughout the day. It's kind of a restorative elixir because it has my essence in it. It's my distilled essence in liquid form. I'm going to vomit. I'll see you later. (laughs) You can do it on the podcast. (laughs) No. I reverse ASMR. Ew, the opposite ew. of soothing sounds is just someone retching. I feel like someone has got... To, I know there are, like, got to be, like, vomiting fetishes, like, in terms of, like, sex. But there's also got to be just on an ASMR level where vomiting is, like, 
soothing for someone. There's got to be someone out there. Um. Well, sure. There's seven billion people, so there's always going to be someone who blank. But I feel like you'd have to have a quite profoundly miswired brain to find the sound of vomiting soothing. That's mean. It's not that I'm judging them that I think they're a bad person. I just think there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I think they need help. You're fucking mean. They need treatment. They need intensive therapy. Let's speak about this on the levels of being mean. I feel like it may have come across in the last podcast that I was being mean to you. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when we talk- I just remembered this. When we were talking to Steph about the last podcast, this is what she said. Because you asked her, did I come across kind of aggressive or antagonistic? And I didn't say that. That was along the lines of what you were, You wanted to know how I you came I was just like, off. did I come across as like being mean? And Steph's response was, you were kind of salty, Sammy. Yeah. Sammy, I think you were a little bit salty to Ryan. Is this... Why is she like... Oh, it's like those 50s like housewives who were like, oh no, he just came over to borrow some sugar. like. Oh, and now he's inside me. Is it, I'm confused about where the story went. Anyway, so I was talking to Sarah and I was like, oh, did I come across as like, you know why? Because that was a podcast when we were both in really weird moods, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. And so the thing is, we weren't in weird moods with each other. And that's what I think probably people might have thought because they don't actually know us. They can't see us. As so I was worried that it came across as that we were like annoyed with each other for some reason. Feuding, yeah. if you will. And that I voiced it because I did a lot, because we mess around and we do a lot of like, shut the fuck up, you bitch. Like, we <laughs> mess around. And I feel like I did a lot of that in my yes ending to you. Right. And whereas you would. You were being like the good guy who was like, I love you so much. And I was like, fuck, I've cunt. Like, Jesus. I mean, it wasn't that extreme, but I feel like. A little bit it was. We, no. Because it was at no point, actually. actually. I was going to say there was no point that I was annoyed of you. But you were doing a lot of. Jo- it was like that fucking episode of Friends where I couldn't like say a full sentence without you slipping in a joke. So there was actually a tiny bit of annoyance. I really appreciate this retroactive (laughs) denunciation. (laughs) It wasn't enough for you to be mean to be on the previous podcast. Was I mean? You said I wasn't mean. Yeah, I say a lot of things, okay? (gasps) To placate you, to allay your fears. I'm hurt. But two months later, you had to dredge it back up to put me on the stand of public opinion. God, was it two months ago? To pillory me in front of my fans and adoring public. Yeah, it has been... I feel like it was before Christmas. Before London. I think, no, I think it was December. We talked about London on the last podcast, right? I think it's been two months or two and a half months. Yeah, because we talked about the cupcakes. So it must have been after London. But I was finishing a novel. That's how the French say it, probably. Is it? I don't think they do. And that was a hellacious period of time, let it me was. tell you. It was, it was. Anyone who's ever tried to complete a a long creative project with OCD, I salute <laughs> you. Because I had a gigantic amount of work to do, and I had to do it at half speed yeah. because of my OCD stuff. 
He does really good baby cakes. And it was a trudge through a hellscape of... It was a feat. Frustration. But I got there in the end. I'm very proud of you. It's kind of you to say. I'm excited to read it. I'm going to be like the, the the proofreader sort of like beta, as they would say in the fan fiction world. <laughs> if it was a ship being launched, you'd be the one to smash the champagne bottle on it. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it seem like it'd be hard to smash a champagne bottle? It does. It's funny. I was watching Dozens Creek. You'd have to swing it like a baseball like- bat. Segway. Is it a segway? It's not a segway. I'm re-watching Dawson's Creek, as you do. As one does. And, um... At your stage in life. <laughs> listen. Listen to me, okay? Dawson's... They're kind of forced to. You've got them hostage. <laughs> Their earphones are in. They can't get away from you. Are they you. glued in? I'm confused. I'm hacking into your iPhone right now, listener. You can't pause this podcast. Out. That's right. And it's like, it's um, neon green fucking... <laughs> <laughs> just command prompt whenever there's hacking scenes yeah. in movies it's always like a black window with green command prompt or c plus plus text scrolling down i don't think green neon green text would be very restful for the eye they're trying to tell you how much they love the matrix um i don't mind that to be fair <laughs> listen dawson's creek was one of the first shows i watched growing up i was like 13 or something when i first saw that show um where it was like these people are supposed to be sort of my age i know i was only 13 and they're like 15 but i thought i was like a grown-up at 13 i've also quipped to you before that james vanderbeek looks like he's yeah he looks like a 35 year old man and he's supposed to be trapped in a 15 year old (laughs) body very strange anyway so that show gives me great comfort like, so I started rewatching it recently as like a soother, a soother. <laughs> and um, there was a scene where when Pacey finally finishes his um, boat, because he has like a boat. Um, Isn't he 15? Yeah, but he like finds like a scrapped like boat or whatever and he like does it up. Anyway, so he breaks the champagne bottle over like the bow or whatever. How did he get champagne at 15? I have so many well, questions. There were adults there and they bought him a bottle of champagne to, oh, okay. to smash over it. And I remember thinking it seemed like it was a real bottle because, you know, like in movies and stuff, when glass breaks, it's like sugar made out of sugar or whatever. Yeah. It's like sugar glass. And um, it seems much thinner and like it breaks really easy. Well, champagne bottles and, like, wine bottles and stuff, they're actually really thick glass. I remember thinking, this is so boring, but I've started (laughs) it now, so I've got to finish. I remember thinking that it seemed really thick and solid when he broke it, and I was wondering if they really smashed a real one. Yeah. I don't think they would have. Why? What if they get glass in their eyes? That's true. We wanted authenticity, Your (laughs) Honour. These actors can't sue us for negligence. But yeah, so I don't know how we got onto the Dawson's Creek thing. You know what I was going to say? What that reminded me of? I can't remember what it was, so I'm stalling. But you know what the next thing that I was going to say was? Are you aware of where I'm going with this? What is it that I was going to say? For the love of God, help me, woman. I'm stuck in like a fucking whirlpool of... Not knowing. <laughs> That's deep. Anything. That's profound. It is. I actually cannot remember what I was going to say. I'm a profound lady. Have I got early onset Alzheimer's? Are you still are listening. 
I'm still Alison. Shouldn't, we shouldn't say that that's cool. To who? Julianne to, Moore? To Alice's. Around the world? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck were we talking about? I can't remember what I was going to bring it's up. It's annoying because we, we are usually quite well at like going off on a million tangents and always finding our way back to like the place that we started at. And now I don't know why I brought up Dawson's Creek. Because <laughs> it's comforting. Oh, oh, okay. You remember? Okay, we oh, yeah. got back. Oh, we yeah. got back to Bring the back, place yeah. we wanted oh, to get to. Yeah, yeah. This is not very rhythmic. It's not melodic. Melodic. We're not musicians of ourselves. That's very true. What I was going to say was, I think we should talk about the fact that Pacey, who is whatever 15 at the start of the show has sex with his teacher who is at first glance a 35 year old woman and it's not portrayed as this no it's child predator taking advantage of a vulnerable youth she's not this depraved nefarious pedophile as americans like to say it's shown as this awkward yeah. kind of quasi-romantic, almost kind of endearing, lopsided relationship. Yeah. Now, where do they ever talk about the fact that she shouldn't be having sex with a 15-year-old boy? They just talk about the fact that a teacher shouldn't have sex with a student, which is also true, but that, that they act as if that's the only crime. Right. And it's very weird. When you watch, like, older shows like that and you, you look, you become, like, aware, obviously, of the things that don't, like, hold up, um, this is, a hu- like, a huge one. Um, because if that was in a TV show now, well, it is in a TV show now. Wait, sort of simile. Simile? Is simile a word? The seminal TV show Game of Thrones. I mean, like, I mean, like semi. What word am I Are you thinking of a seminary where nuns go to worship and to be chast? Simile. What did I say? Oh, no, wait. A seminary is where priests get taught. I think I'm trying to say similarly. I was thinking of a nunnery. I'm not. We've (laughs) we've diverged. I'm on my own track. There's a glitch. Um, Deja vu. Okay. So there's a story right now. Oh, my God. By the same person who did Dawson's Creek. Kevin Williamson, you dog. He, he okay. did Dawson's Creek. And he has a new show out called Tell Me a Story. Remember I told you there's a show and it's kind of got like a Three Little Pigs vibe? What? I told you about this. In fact, I think we might have even spoken about it on the podcast. How um, can it have a Three Little Pigs vibe? Well, it's like, it's one of those shows where several stories overlaps. Spoilers for people watching it. Okay. But, um... And one of the stories is... I love that that's a spoiler. (laughs) The structure of the show is a spoiler. One of the stories... Spoiler, it's a drama. It's it's on CBS All Access. Spoiler. (laughs) It's a 1080p television show. Spoiler. (laughs) They, um... One of the stories is, like, three guys with pig masks on. They rob, like, a jewellery store and they kill someone in the process. Another story is... Is that the free little pigs? That's the free pigs, and then. But that's not what. That's not what guy, happens in the the fairy yes, tale story. I know, but it's like a dark. They're the kind victims, of, not the aggressors. Well, the guy of the 
the woman who gets killed, her fiance, he kind of turns into like the wolf character and like goes after them. Right. Okay. And then on a separate story, is his character name like John Wolf? No. You know how screenwriters like so to clever. spell it out for you. You think you're so clever, but you're not. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been attacked in my um, home of all places well, where I was supposed to feel safe what? and loved and adored. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. <laughs> you're not a victim. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Hashtag Twitter feminism. Okay, now we switch. I love you, Kitty. No, I hate you. Get out. <laughs> Get out of my house and out of my heart. Am I? L- That's fucking harsh. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, the uh, another story is there's a girl and... She's all like, I'm a wild child type of thing. And she's kind of like Little Red Riding Hood. And she goes to like a club club, and meets this guy and they have sex. <laughs> Did you almost say club? I don't know what She it, headed to she, the club. She heads to the club. With the clergy. The club. And the next day she goes to school because she's supposed to be like 17 or 16 or something. And it turns out the teacher is the guy she had sex with. So there's a teacher... St- Right. student sex story is this in, set in america yeah and it's present day and it's by the same fucking guy who did he's obviously got a hang up slash secret fetish yeah but it's like they treat it as if they, they're they like oh my god if anyone found out i'd lose my job and it'd be like really really bad but it's like no dude you'd be prosecuted for statutory rape yeah but in that's like, a felony in Dawson's Creek, it's like totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. just normalized. It's really crazy. And you, that reminds me as well. Is it because, I think it's because he's a boy. The kid is of a boy. Of course, that's why. If it, if the genders were reversed, it would seem yeah. so much more, frankly, disgusting. I feel like we did all this and then we're not actually discussing it. <laughs> we well, set it up and now we're having we a discussion. Are. I think the gender question is important because it's i think it's harder for people to imagine an older woman yeah taking advantage of a younger man or a boy in fact i think it's seen as kind of a 16 year old boy is able to make sexual decisions for himself but as in a condescending way i think people imagine that a 16 year old girl is more kind of vulnerable yeah and more liable to be taken advantage of doesn't really make sense but yeah. that's how people look at it and i mean it's weird the dawson's creek storyline because they really do pose it like there's no kind of like grooming happening or she she flirts with him but he pursues her well he's a child yeah, I know that, but what I'm trying to say is he's not pursuing her because she has, like, power because she's a teacher and she's older. He's pursuing her because he th- finds her attractive. Like, they're not showing it to us in a way that we would really see it. We would really see it as, this is insane. You you should, you shouldn't even want to be thinking about going after a 35-year-old woman who's your teacher because it's illegal and that can't happen but instead it's like you know he's 15 year old like jack the lad and he's like <laughs> totally gonna seduce this and they talk about the graduate which yeah, is that sure. movie where and so it's all very 
light and innocent seeming but actually it's not it's through that romanticized lens of yeah all of those films that have somehow kind of legitimized that but even if you're saying well he is reciprocating that i I don't think that changes anything because of course i'm not saying it's changing i'm saying the way they're showing it to us is like that they're not giving it the even one percent of like this like no one percent is like it's wrong because she's a teacher not there's no this is statutory rape or this is child abuse child abuse there's not even one percent of that right and so that's what i was trying to say they're not because they don't give it to us like that and because most people were watching it in the 90s i'm guessing like it just because i as a child but i guess you can't really say can you because i as a child watching it wouldn't you You wouldn't look at it the the same way as now yeah because i was a child but that was my point as a school kid you're always going to have crushes on your teachers Mm. but that doesn't in any way validate the idea of them reciprocating that affection which is what she does Mm. and it's it's not like he seduces her it's more kind of he expresses interest. And she takes it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I know that. I'm saying that's how they pose it. They give it to us. Um, he throws mm. the hook out there and she swallows the whole rod. What is wrong No with pun you? intended. I think that's why <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm glossing over it. I'm, I'm he has a barbed penis. You're getting nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's frank and that's brusque, but that's the forthright, unashamedly just harsh advice i need at this stage of my life thank you samantha you're welcome i can always count on you for your wise counsel my pleasure for your scathing life critiques i'm losing my thoughts let me say it is that because of the still alice condition This is where you get it. What's he referring to? He jabs at? me. He jabs me. There's a, he's just like jab, 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 jab. See what I can get it to do. And that's why I stabbed him. <laughs> I was pushed over the edge <laughs> with my fingernail <laughs> slice. Oh god! Drusilla the vampire kills Kendra the vampire slayer like that in Buffy. Kendra. Kendra. Oh my god! What is wrong with you? A valley girl vampire slayer. She's not like, oh my god, you guys are trying to suck my blood. I'm going to stake you. (laughs) And then we're going to go to Starbucks and get a venti mocha. That's basically what Buffy was. You see a flashback of her in the first season where before she became a slayer, that's what she was. Sure. I don't know why I got really serious. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I need to defend the honour of this creative integrity. Going back to the Paisley thing, they give it to you like it is a fantasy. She... Like, they meet in the video store where he works and they flirt over the video title that she chooses and he's like, are you sure you don't want to watch The Graduate? It's all very, like, ugh. And then when he basically says to Dawson that, like, he's going to, like, go after her, Dawson's like, this is a ridiculous fantasy and it's never going to happen. But Pacey pursues her. And anyway, the point is they give it to you like it is a fantasy. That he would pursue her and she would accept and, like, it's all very, you know, when in reality it's fucking a crime. (laughs) Sure. Well, that's the thing about going back and watching old TV shows or old movies. It's incredible how much our 
perspectives on things, and I say are in a societal sense, have changed even in the span of 20, 30 years. Do you remember when we watched, which is actually, I really enjoy this film, but I am going to be pretty harsh on it for its ending. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, shit. That film is fun. That is a fun movie. That's like a... Early 2000s. Right, yeah. Like cusp of the ni- ni- end of 90s, early The millennium, 2000s. if you will. Yeah, it had all that fucking yummy late 90s, early 2000s fashion that's sure. just ridiculous but fun. <laughs> and, of course, it had Josh Hartnett and Shannon Sossy, as we like to call We do it. enjoy Shannon Sossiman. Oh, we do. How can you not? How can you not? I mean, and honestly... It's a crime if you don't. That petal scene... My God. I know. It's pretty good even today. But and I had forgotten this about the movie. That, go on. You, you better not be preempting me. You, you like to do this. You go, you go, you go. You like to jump in front of me when the oncoming train is I coming. I do. Of course I'm going to jump in front of the train. That won't save me. The train will just hit you and then me. But you will probably live because it hit me first. And you think that's going to slow the train down enough? Yes. I have power. I'm beast. I will She-Hulk on impact. <laughs> just lower your shoulder into it and just stop it oh, in its tracks. Just like jut it. Jut it with my shoulder. <laughs> or you could be like Kirby and just open your mouth and suck uh, it all in. Yeah, I would do that for you. And then blow it out in the I other direction. take on the train for you. What were we saying? Okay. Spoilers for this film, I which mean, is whatever, 25 years old at this point. <laughs> the guy in it is trying to abstain from sex for the titular 40 days. And a bet gets set up where people around him are yeah. essentially wagering whether he's going to lose on certain days or not. The whole movie is like, how long can he last, you know montages of his everyone betting on him or against him and sure and then various insane fucking scenes where women are trying to seduce yeah that he's like (laughs) there's a truly christ are you doing with the office scene the truly truly ridiculous scene where he gets ambushed in the back room of his office by these two sexy female office workers who come in and essentially are trying to lure him into a threesome and their motivation as stated by themselves is women need to regain the power you're taking away our power to use our sexual wiles to our advantage it's ridiculous there's been a a disturbance of the equilibrium the gender equilibrium it's absolutely and now we must fuck you mercilessly (laughs) (laughs) together in the office while another woman watches isn't there three women one is watching and two are like another one is at the door but one of the women who's who the the ringleader is trying to rope into this threesome is very reluctant and the and the other woman is trying to essentially browbeat her into doing it it's very (laughs) questionable in terms of consent not the scene we're talking about no but that's this movie has a lot of scenes that will make you raise your eyebrows and say wow how did we the early 2000s were a strange and heady time trip but essentially that age-old trope of the evil ex-girlfriend yeah. rears its ugly head. And she puts all her money on him losing. Is that why she does it? Yeah, on the final day. And then 
I'm, gonna, I'm having to explain too much of the plot to get across what happens in this scene. Basically, he ties himself to the bed yeah. because he's can't fucking control himself. <laughs> what a fucking... Oh, he's a so sexual dumb. maniac. So so for the last like hour, he ties himself to the bed or whatever, so he can't do anything. To resist temptation. And I think he knows that like Shannon Sossaman's character, who's his love interest in the movie, is going to come gonna over, come over at, at the very end of it. But instead... He falls asleep, yeah. essentially. His ex-girlfriend sneaks into his apartment because he's left the door open. And then, in the f- the way the film shows it, I'll say that first. She takes advantage of him because he's tied up and she rides him. And because he's had sex, that means he's lost the bet. And then she sneaks away all triumphant and smug. But he wakes up while she's doing right. it, right? And is essentially like, no, no, stop. I don't want this. Yeah. So the film shows it as this... It it's obviously shown as her being doing something wrong, doing something nefarious. But not really wrong. It's not really posed as wrong. Yeah. It's more like this like zany fucking woman has like made him lose the bet. That's all yeah. it is posed at as when in reality she just raped him. Yeah. And not there's any gray area here. It's not like quasi non-consensual. Yeah. He is tied to the bed and telling her no. They're also he not together. Yeah. He was also asleep when she first it's got there. It's a straight up black and white rape. Yeah. And it's never addressed in the film. No, it's and that's just... how basically how the film ends. His Shannon Sossman comes in. And sees that he's like got cum on him or something. Because <laughs> she just like looks at him and all knows. So that must be how. Well, the ex-girlfriend goes past her on the stairs. So she knows oh, that. Oh, yeah. That coitus pairing yeah. must have just took place that rape must have she also she what, victim blames. annoyingly she does she's mad at him when she should be like oh my god you're right not fucking yeah and so re-watching that it was just completely surreal we and were bizarre. shocked i forgot about the ending and i was shocked and no one says anything about it <laughs> he don't. doesn't say anything about it his friends aren't like i'm so sorry you were you know viciously raped while you were in a state of utter vulnerability and you clearly did not consent or want this i mean it's just it creates such a dissonance because it's such a fun light-hearted movie yeah. in a lot of ways even though it has a lot of strange a strange feel to it because he's essentially this kind of sex crazed yeah. obsessive who can't go a couple of weeks d- without masturbating or having sex. Yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Right. But-, but besides that, it is very, like I said, like you said, kind of zany and lighthearted and tongue-in-cheek. But then all of a sudden there's a rape <laughs> and it's like, what is happening? And it's completely unaddressed, unresolved. He doesn't go to the police. He doesn't tell anyone. She essentially gets away with it, presumably goes and collects her winnings. Yeah. Which, yeah. Let's not forget, are her winnings for having raped someone. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. What can you say? It's pretty crazy. Also, I said it at the time and I'll say it again. What happened to Josh Harnett? Yeah. He's still doing shit. I saw what is him he doing? in like, the news the other day. I don't know, some theatre or something. Doing stuff that we lesser folk <laughs> don't have access to. I don't know. like As Philistines who don't yeah. go to the theatre. <laughs> Who's the other Josh? He was in 
Die Hard 4. Josh? You mean Justin Long? Oh, Justin Long. I always think yeah, his name's Josh. I feel like Justin Long should have had a bigger career. What happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. What happens to these guys that have a, a series of big movies seem like they're heading on to big notable careers I mean, and then just fall off yeah, the edge of the earth i mean he's still in stuff but like weird stuff what is he in i think the last thing i saw that he was gonna be in is that weird movie where they're in like the woods or something what that's not like <laughs> that could be any one of four thousand movies was it jack black and there's like a pig what? or a deer was this like a peyote what trip what you had one time? i really want to look it up you cannot I refuse to allow you. Pusheen is looking at me and it's really (laughs) creepy. Oh, yeah. We should say, you bought a pack of googly eyes. I did, yeah. Because we became obsessed. (laughs) We would all of a sudden just be like, oh, we should put googly eyes on this. Wouldn't this be funny if this had googly eyes on it? We were like five-year-olds. So I bought some googly eyes. And and then while you were out of the room asleep, I went around the room and put googly eyes on several things to surprise you. Several of my... Things, my I didn't realize the glue on the back of the googly eyes would be so strong. Yeah, so, I thought it'd be that kind of weak adhesive where it will stay on until it gets and it knocked like and then it will off. fall off. Not, but not it was the actually case. not the case. <laughs> it was actually the super glue they use in surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she now has googly eyes instead of just like dark patches of eyes. That doesn't make sense. And so she's. She's very creepy. Every time I turn around, she's there looking at me. Sometimes I'll I'll look over your shoulder and she's just lurking. <laughs> we actually just posted a picture to our yeah. art at Instagram. You can go and see it if you want to see what yeah. we're talking about. Also, the thing about the googly eyes is... I say that kind of straight. The googly eyes. The googly eyes. The Google Home Museum. The Google eyes. The Google eyes. The Google eyes. eyes. A Googleplex is a big number. Sure. <laughs> is sometimes That's I'll look great. at her and the pupils, the little black dots of her googly eyes, one will be at the top of the eye and the other one will be at the bottom of the eye. She's controlling the eyes. That's so why. she'll look like a lobotomy victim, like she's brain dead or like a little explosive charge has gone off inside her cranium. <laughs> And she's now just a vegetable. First of all, <laughs> lobotomy victim. And second of all, I don't think you can say now she's a vegetable. No, that's, that's a real term, a vegetative state. Okay, but to call someone a vegetable is pretty mean. I'm not being mean. To, I'm not chastising them. Take it back. I refuse. Okay. So. Do you think if Pusheen got into a serious injury... Say she got a traumatic brain injury and there was no brain activity anymore. She was being kept alive by machines. Do you think she has a DNR? So we have to just let her go, unplug the ventilator, say our goodbyes, let her drift gently into that good night. I already, I already ate her heart, so she's what? Not, she's not alive. Her felt heart. Her felt heart. Her plushy felt heart. I munched on it before this podcast. Did you get her powers? I did. What I have the power powers? to have one eye up here and one eye down here. <laughs> wow. I'm a lobotomy victim of myself. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. Um, yeah. The early Movies. 2000s were a strange time. They were a strange time. I know you don't know this being a child of the 80s. Fuck you. It's true. I'm a 90s kid. Sure. 
I was barely five once I got out of the 80s. And you can only really remember till since you were four. So I'm a 90s kid. I Whatever you say. You shut the fuck up. I want to see your credentials. You're a 90s kid. I am. You're not. You're a 2000s kid. No, I was seven. You were seven. So I can remember stuff that happened in the 90s. Okay, you're a 90s slash 2000s. We're both millennials anyway. Sure. We are. You're trying to... <laughs> Millennials is from 80 or 81 to like... You're trying to sneak in there. Fuck you. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? This is what you get shit from me. Because you make jokes about me, but you know what? You're getting old. You're nearly 30. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm 25, goddammit. You're nearly 30. 25 is not near 30. Once you get to 25, you're basically 30. And once You're not 20 anymore. (laughs) Well, sure. Once I was 21, I wasn't 20 anymore. I made peace with that. I mourned for my 20th year. Me too. Not everyone can be a a millennial, okay? We are millennials. Sure. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The ship is sinking and you're trying to get on the last lifeboat out. You're mean to To go to Millennial Island. You want to leave me in the sea. I'm Jack, aren't I? And you're Rose. I didn't. She didn't leave him in the sea. She did. That he foolishly bitch. refused to get on the door. Yeah, Everyone was, knows this. There was plenty of space. It has been mapped out well, scientifically. There was plenty of space by the geniuses at He's Reddit. He's a whole man. I don't think there was space for a whole man. He's a whole man. And for like the idea was that the reason why he can't get on the door is because if he gets on the door, half there it will like weigh to one side, and their feet will be in the water, and then they'll freeze. That's the reason why he didn't Okay, but the they water. could have taken turns being in the water. That's true, they could have, yeah. They could have done anything other than just he letting him freeze to death. Really, didn't he? <laughs> he just died for nothing. Yeah. And then she went on to live to like 120 without her love, which is just cool. Yeah. Talking of ships going down and shipwrecks, and it fits well with the the concept of this podcast because it's something I've been reading. I just read a book where oh, yeah. it's essentially a compilation of messages found in bottles. I feel like you should read some. I don't have it on me right now, but I can I can talk about the type of thing that's in there. Oh, okay. The caveat is it's only messages found before 1914 or 15. They're or... the best kind of messages. To <laughs> no, be they're not. They're truly not. That's and I'll the... tell you why. Oh, okay. Most of them are actually quite dull if you just look at them as their actual text and you don't read the the context behind them. Because back then, if a message was found in a bottle, whoever found it would hand it to the police or a local authority. And then it would be given to a newspaper, usually a national newspaper, to be reprinted so that anyone mentioned in it, the loved ones that are named, would be able to see this person's last message, their last wishes. And because a lot of these messages are from the 18 and 1900s, they have that kind of stuffy sensibility where they don't want to show emotion because they know it's going to be put out there for everyone to read. That's why it's good because it's like that weird kind of like stoicism, but like... That's true. Like 
we're going down, but everything's fine. Like that type. <laughs> they don't of, say that. You know what I mean? Me. But like, I that, that is true. That's why it's good because you're not going to get anything that you're used to seeing or hearing. Like if it was nowadays, right. it would be like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> the ship is going down. Hashtag about to die. Yeah, like hashtag YOLO. What? That would be very appropriate in that circumstance. Yeah. Cool. I I do actually fully appreciate what you're saying and that is true in a sense but when you read a hundred of them in a row it starts to feel very stilted and samey because they all have the same formula of we're on blank the name of the ship we have 240 souls on board we are taking on water at two meters an hour the pumps have stopped working i fear we won't make it another 30 minutes to my family at blank, and then they'll give an address. Know that I love you, and I'm sorry for anything I did. Yours this sincerely, is blank. This is making me want to cry. <laughs> like I said, it's very formulaic in a strange, unsettling way. That's why it's, that's, I'm trying to say that, like, to me, that's why it would be interesting, because it's unsettling. Yeah, and it's, it's always... It's like, I want you to just freak out already. Right. But there's also a great tragedy in that because they feel like they can't truly be heartfelt or emotive. In their last moments, they're still adhering to that stuffy societal expectation of men being men and not wearing your heart on your sleeve and not being all soppy and romantic. I appreciate the tragedy the tragedy, the tragedy, the tragedy, the tragedy. What's happening? The tragic. <laughs> You're malfunctioning. I appreciate the. I should have updated your firmware. Tragicness of it, though. Okay. You just hate sad stuff. That's true. You're not the person who like takes comfort in like sad stuff when you're like sad. No. To you, it's like, why would I want sad stuff if I'm already sad? I, yeah. When people say, when I'm sad, I want to watch Marley and me and just bore my eyes out. That, to me, is like saying, I've got a cut on my arm, so what I'm going to do to make myself feel better is cut it deeper or cut it open a different way. Or a bit insult. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. When I'm sad, I want to watch upbeat, lighthearted things to take my mind off it and just ride it out. As someone who likes to watch sad stuff, like especially if I'm sad... I will say this. It helps to... um, If you watch something, like, sadder than the way you feel or something so sad that it totally, like, takes you and puts you into their sadness instead of your own sadness, it's it's just another way to get you out of your own sadness. Yes, I'm still sad... But I'm not necessarily sad about the things that I'm sad about. I'm sad about the things that I'm watching, you know? It's kind of like how before I said to you, I have always liked, like, true crime and, like, unsolved mysteries and, like, you know, watching things like fucking SVU where every fucking episode is just so messed up and dark and I think it's because 
in order to kind of not be stuck in your own either sadness or like grief or trauma, it helps to consume something else that's like more fucked up. Okay. Or has more, you know what I mean? Because I don't know why, it just does. That's a strange transplant though. To exchange your sadness for a vicarious sadness for a fictional scenario. Because yeah. you, well, you're going to be sad anyway. So you'd rather so, be sad about something that's not real? Yeah, I don't know. It's not as, you know... Isn't it better to imbibe your own genuine sadness that's about something real? But you can only waking? live in your own sadness so much before it kills you. That's true. And so at some point you have to... If you're unable to shake the sadness or overcome the sadness, you have to do something to step away from it for a sec. Otherwise, it will just it will get you. Yeah, I I understand that. I just can't empathize yeah, with it. Yeah, that. yeah, and that's totally fine. But if you do want a real tearjerker, a real saddening work, I do recommend this book of messages and yeah. bottles to you because if you can believe it there's not many cheery messages and bottles that wash up on beaches it's really horrible to, and like impossible to think about most of them are ships going down some of them were suicide notes very cheery mm. one or two was essentially someone confessing to a murder which was an interesting twist and then there was one or two innocuous ones, like I'm on this ship and we're heading to blah, blah, blah. I'm throwing this in the water to see where it will wash up. Oh, yeah. There was also a really interesting one where a guy did that because he thought his ship was going down and it was. So he threw that bottle out thinking that was his, his last words essentially to his loved ones. They somehow miraculously managed to keep the ship afloat to get to land and he had put his own address on the message because that's where his family was. And months later, when he was home safe and back at his residence, that message washed up on a beach. It was passed along all these different people and it got back to him. So mm. he received his own last words. That's crazy. That's pretty weird. I wonder if, if, you, if you were like on a boat now and you did a message in a bottle... I wonder if it would ever... I feel like there's... I'm not sure that we have the same etiquette that we did once. Like, I feel like back then, you see a message in a bottle, you know that it's probably from someone who was about to die or thinks that they might die or they really need to get this message. Especially in the day of when, like, the only way you can communicate with people from afar is by mail yeah. or whatever, or, like, telegram or whatever. There was no ship-to-shore yeah. radio. Then there's definitely, like, an etiquette where it's, like, you find that, you know you're supposed to do something with it, and everyone who gets it knows they're supposed to pass it along. It's grave. You take it seriously. Yeah, but you find a message in a bottle now, <laughs> um, A, you might not even look at it. If you do, you look at it and then what? Like, just throw it somewhere? Tweet or it. Can you imagine going to the police or the local authority and being like, I find this message in a bottle. Can you tell me like what to do or will you pass it along? And they'll be like, no, I've got <laughs> other things to deal with. Like, sure. You yourself. And the other, 
obviously the other side of that is that in a way it's easier to do that now because if you find a message in a bottle you could just like tweet it out right or whatever and someone who knows someone who knows someone is going to see it maybe and then you know it's kind of like when you go on reddit and they're like um saw someone today that like whatever whatever or when a person say like in a big city someone is taking a photo of something and they accidentally catch like a proposal in the background right yeah and they're like i saw someone being proposed today and so i took some photos of it he he they are like if that was you and you see the stories of it being claimed the person is on reddit and they see it and it's pretty insane but the reason why you see those is because they are the one in a million. Yeah, of course. It's like, I've never understood, and obviously this isn't really a thing anymore. It was back when the pre-internet age, when newspapers reigned supreme. But that whole idea of the missed connections section, mm. it seems so insane that that those two people would actually reconnect. Because you have to put your description in the paper of we were both in Bloomingdale's and you caught my eye. You were wearing an indigo sweater. I was wearing cowboy boots. (laughs) The person then has to see that newspaper, see that exact entry in the misconnections section, and then be so sure that it's them being described in this vague description that they go to the effort of trying to reach out to the newspaper to get, you know, directed to some way to communicate with you obviously like when you think about it online because they have that still um or on places like craigslist or even just on like reddit they have like a subreddit for misconnections i think the idea is that like you know each person knows they've had a misconnection right like if say it was me and you and then later on i was like i totally had a misconnection with this guy today the hope is that you also feel like that and not that it, not that it's a one-sided thing because otherwise it's not actually a misconnection then <laughs> it's a total projection it's just yeah. i'm lonely i wish this person wanted yeah. me yeah so yeah and obviously the hope is that like in this internet age or whatever that you go and see if if that person is posted, you try and find that person, basically. But yeah, in the papers, I don't know how that would work. It, you're someone, I guess, who reads that type of thing every single day. You see something that you think is about you. But unless you are wearing, like, I guess it, unless you describe, our part of our misconnection was that we talked about the Chelsea Flower Show. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like It'd have to be so ultra-specific. Yeah, if you weren't wearing... Because for me, obviously, it would be like, you've got pink hair. You're not the only person with pink no, hair. but it's like, it's it's more specific than saying you have brown hair. Sure. That's not even something to mention. You know what I mean? But like, unless you were wearing something really specific, you'd have to mention what you talked about. But and even you, then, it might not be specific enough. Don't you feel like it's a bit of a paradox, though, in that if you are the type of person who daily scours the misconnection section, you would also be the type of person that when you're out and you get into any kind of interaction with another person that had a remotely 
potential misconnection feel to it you would be so attuned into not letting that moment yeah. pass you by and but reaching out hard. to them and talking to them it's hard because aside from the fact that there's not always time like i've had I've <laughs> what does had, that mean well, for instance this when, building's on fire sorry I, I can't talk to you when i've been in like london and i have you know, you approach people to say something about them, for instance. When people have said to stop me and ask me about my hair, not everyone just says, I like your hair. People actually stop to ask me questions about it. How they touch my hair and they say, how did you get it like this? They blah, touch blah, blah. your hair? Yeah, you've seen it. When like a, a girl will come up to me and she'll just like run her fingers through my hair and then be like, you know. Um, so my point is... Sometimes that type of thing happens and it's really quick. Like they'll say something to you and you're like, oh, yeah, but it happens in passing as well. I've been in queues in shops where people have said something to me and they're walking away as they say it. So imagine if it's a misconnection like that. Okay. Where the connection is really quick, but you you have that eye contact and you think, oh, wow. But it's so quick, there wasn't time, and now the person's gone, and you're like, shit. So I can imagine, you know, my point was, aside from the time issue, don't, like, underestimate how hard, how shy people are, and how hard it is to just be like, can I get your number? Especially now, I feel like people are way more on the lookout for, like, creepers and dodgy people. So you've really got to like that instant connection with someone to give them your phone number yeah. or whatever. You'd have to be very bold and self-confident. Yeah. But to make a misconnection entry somewhere, don't you feel like there is also kind of a strange presumptuousness, even a neuroticism to it, where you're, you met someone else's eyes and maybe whatever, something funny happened and you both giggled and then you go your separate ways and later on you feel so sure that there must have been a spark there that you must have had some kind of greater connection than just locking eyes with someone and sharing this little moment of hilarity that you are going to try this one last desperate recourse to try and reconnect with them to try and force yourself into their lives yeah, I mean, if you're th- sitting there all day thinking about this supposed misconnection, you hope is like a crazy thing. You hope that that other person is also thinking about you. Like, yeah, you know, that's all it is, really. I think if by some magical means, some psychic apparatus, if you could get the person specifically mentioned in each and every misconnection message to give their response to it i think honestly most of them would be like i didn't really i don't understand why you made such a big deal out of this we just locked eyes or commented on something together yeah maybe you made a much bigger deal out of this than me yeah yeah, and I think I've probably done that before too. Like, 
like when I was a teenager or like in my early 20s, you think you have, I've definitely experienced situations where I know I have made a way bigger deal of it than the other person. And so that power of like, oh, I like this and I can't stop thinking about it. They must be thinking about it too. You know what I mean? Like the power of that is like a really strong. And then you end up like making this whole thing in your head without <laughs> real that's how people become stalkers. Sure. Because they it's so easy to create that thing in your head. Obviously there's a line. There's a clear line. She blinked twice and that means she wants me to yeah. follow her home. It makes me think of that show you that's like been blowing up. He like the um the kind of voiceover to the show as things are happening is very he's like she wants me to know her name because she gave me her credit card to like pay with and it's it's kind of crazy um well he is actually a psychopath no yeah he is obviously he's not just a narcissist no yeah um but there's some truth in that kind of the way we like project things that whole she wants me to know her name thing or you know that was a special moment we just shared yeah it's a big um it's a tragedy if we never meet again yeah also if you are like lonely and you are like on the lookout for someone or someone is especially nice to you and you're like oh that was really nice and you make eye contact and you think it's like something's happening (laughs) but maybe something's just happening for you like yeah yeah i don't know i do wish sometimes i do wish people it was easier to just talk to strangers i mean and i say that as a person who doesn't like people (laughs) (laughs) yeah people scare me but i've definitely had lots of instances where just talking to strangers can be really cool like if you obviously find the right strangers (laughs) um and then sometimes you think afterwards why in another world we would now progress to be friends you would have said you know what do you want to hang out or whatever or can i get your number in like a non-romantic way (laughs) and that actually happened to me once remember? but like but it's rare that you go, you do the next step of let's do this again. This was this 20 minute chat <laughs> on the street or like in a coffee shop in the queue or whatever was fun. Maybe we should be friends. Like, it's hard. It's hard to make friends as an adult. <laughs> it's hard to ask someone out platonically. Yeah. It hey, is. can I get your number? I'd love to hang out with you non sexually sometime. Yeah. Do you want to Netflix and chill, but actually just chill? Yeah. It is strange. Yeah. It's hard to make friends um, as an adult when you, you're you not, like, studying, so you're not at school, school of any kind, and you don't have a regular nine-to-five job, or you do, but the people there aren't your type of people. Right. It's like, where do you make friends? It's true. Online, probably. But then if none of those people live near you and you're not someone who can, like, travel very much, how do you make in real life friends that you can actually have, like, coffee dates and stuff with? That's true. It's difficult. 
I remember um, when we lived in London, I tried to kind of like find some friends. <laughs> And I went, I went on like, you know, you have those like meetup sites and the, and you can like choose a category and be like, you know, this is what I want to do. And you organize, the idea is that you organize like an event and then people who want to do that come to the event and then you all make friends. Like, it's kind of strange, but it's it fly works, paper for potential yeah. friends. And I just set up a thing where it was like girls only kind of, I don't want to say that. I just set up like a thing and... Wasn't it girls only? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> I set up a thing. You need like, to do it again. Wouldn't it be funny if I said that? <laughs> fees. Shall I say it or no? No. Uh, okay. Trouble. So I set up like a thing, just like a coffee date type of thing. And, um, was it girls only? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> The listeners don't know, but that was take free of you not wanting me to say that. (laughs) It's possible I might leave all that in, to be honest. Hey! (laughs) I'm supposed to be your love, your love, your one and only love. love. I love you very much, and it it gives me great joy to see you laugh (laughs) and show your teeth while you laugh. And and you're going to leave that in because I like it. And you're going to. That makes you sound like a serial killer. It does make me sound like a serial killer, but I don't care. You can't have them. You can't put them in a jar. I don't want to put them in my jar. I want to put them in my mouth. What? (laughs) (laughs) I want to make dentures out of your teeth. Take out my own teeth and put yours in. Not even take out my own teeth, just put them over my teeth so they're like. Together, <laughs> what I don't know. They're caressing. They're caressing. Can you imagine if we got a a whole teeth transplant from each other? So I got your teeth and you got my teeth. What do you think about We'd that? Look really weird. How would we look weird? Well, because you wouldn't have. Haven't you ever seen it where someone gets like their teeth done and it makes their whole face look different? But that's only if you know what they look like before. Okay. <laughs> Has no one ever seen us up until now? I'm just saying it would look weird to us, of course. That's what I meant. <laughs> Who do you think I meant? It's going to look weird to fucking the queen. Like She's not seeing my teeth. Well. <laughs> I did one time just send her a Polaroid of my incisors. What is wrong with you? And said, they're coming for you. I think if you did that, I'm you the wolf been, man. you would have been murdered. By, by the, the royalists? What are the royal fucking... The beef eaters? What are the Royal Secret Service called? Beef Eaters. They're just called Beef Eaters. The guys with the hats. No, the people that go around with the Queen as security, like the people that go around with the President. I don't think they have a cool name like the Secret Service. That's crap. Yeah, so... They're just called Waste of Taxpayer Money. (laughs) Is it a waste? Yes, I would say it is. Yeah, it is. Um... I was saying... Oh, yeah. So I did the coffee thing and a bunch of people showed up and... Long story short, I didn't make any friends. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I didn't. But it was fun. And I did, like, chat with a few people afterwards. No, I didn't. That's a lie. I chatted with one person. <laughs> You're we, so honest. You're like, so brutally we, honest. Like, emailed a bunch after that and then never met up again. Like, it was really weird. It was clear, I think, that we were trying to force a friendship because... We had all obviously gone there for the same reason, and it's it's weird how it yeah it's weird right 
it it didn't really work out. But I understand what you're saying. You should all be ultra receptive to making new connections because you are explicitly there to make new friends. Yeah, I think we were. What kind of happened was the group splintered. Right. As soon as we got there, it was like, I don't know how many of of us there was. There was like 12 of us or something, 10 or 12 of us. And straight away, two groups formed and... I'll be clear. <laughs> the pro-Brexiters and the anti-Brexiters. It was basically like a alternative people group and then a group of non-alternative people. The normies. Yeah, the normies. It was like normies and then alternatives. And, um, yeah, I tried to go over to the normies group <laughs> because we went to Starbucks. Right. And we basically this group sat at this table and the other group kind of sat at the table next to us and i went over to that group at some point and there was a handsome boy sitting nearby there was a handsome surreptitiously boy. spying you on proceedings come. have we talked about this before no i don't think so yeah you came with me and didn't i didn't act as if you were with me and you just went and sat like in a different part of the coffee shop and well i was gonna have to wait for you to be finished anyway yeah because it was late and i didn't want to go man i was being even though i set it up i was incredibly shy but when i got there i tried to you know i remember one of the no i'm not gonna say this yeah so now you have to say (laughs) it i was late name and shame her first i don't remember any of their names i'm gonna tell you well doesn't that say a lot about you it says a lot about how the evening went okay it was a fun evening. Let me just start by saying that. But when I got there, I was late. A, because I didn't know where I was going. And uh, B, I think the tube had got delayed. I don't know if you remember this. And it was raining. And I we like rushed from the tube station through Soho. And we were like... <sighs> and when I got there, one of the girls from like the normie group was basically like, you're late to your own thing right like those are the words that she said and i was like what like i was very it was very antagonistic i of course when i got there was like i'm so sorry for being late i got lost and it wasn't a problem i was like 10 minutes late and yeah i don't know so straight away it was hard to kind of talk to the normies because of that (laughs) but i went over to them I love this fracture from the get-go. And I went over to them at one point and tried to kind of like jump into the conversation, but they were not receptive at all, made no eye contact. I couldn't get in. So I just went back over to my... Your tribe. The the other group. And a couple of people from my group went over to the normies at different points in the evening and also tried to... But it was like oil and water. They just don't mix. But they always came back. So I don't know how they got on. I mean, maybe they did get on with them. Maybe it was just me. But um, What if they were plotting against you? That's horrible. They poisoned you your, say that to me? your frappuccinos. I feel... Violated. Hurt. <laughs> no. I remember that... Yeah, so it went well in terms of like the group that I was sat with. We all We chatted for like hours... And it wasn't weird, and it seemed to be going well. And then I remember towards the end, it was like, shall we exchange numbers kind of thing? And we exchanged, like, numbers and emails and stuff. 
And then I think... What do you mean your email is fakeaddress at gmail.com? <laughs> and I remember I think I texted like one thing with one of them and then communication stopped. And then I... Did you e- say you're my favorite? I'm only messaging you. <laughs> and then I emailed um, with one girl back and forth for like two months. Not like email every day. It was like it would take a few days to get respond to each other type of thing. And then it just She was in an Antarctic stopped. research station. Just, I am gonna lock you in a cupboard. <laughs> if you give me I these pauses, I can't tell you one story. I'm gonna without, insert myself. No, I give up. I can't. You can't love me. Remember what? I love you. Do you? Yes. Do you really? Yes. If I put a polygraph machine, I've never taken a polygraph for anyone ever. Would you take one for me? No. To prove you love me? They don't mean anything. They're unreliable, so why would I? Inadmissible in love court. In love court. <laughs> but yeah, so... The right honourable Aphrodite presiding. We're past this now. No one cares. <laughs> That's not nice. Well, what you're doing is not nice. A girl just wants to tell a story. Does a girl want smooches? A girl's going to get smooches. You fucking mark my words. That's a threat. What does that even mean? Mark my words. Take note of what I'm saying because it's going to become true. All right. Take note, bitch. Uh, Sure. I'll have those lips all day long. (laughs) Please don't cut them off. I mean, I might. And wear them as a badge. Well, I've already taken your teeth. (laughs) Oh. Oh. You just imagine me having a black hole of a mouth, no lips or teeth, or gums, or tongue. Like the woman. Oh, let's not. Let's not revisit that trauma. <laughs> you can see my uvula at all hours of the uh, day. Okay. I've fucking... been told that I have a very no. sprout uvula. Oh, a felt uvula? It's shapely. Like bushy? <laughs> okay. So, okay. You're going to show up now. No jokes for at least six minutes. Okay. I'll start a timer. You do that. Okay, do, so. Do, do, no! Do, do, like do, elevator do, music or the do, six minutes. Do, 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 do. Pushing's looking at you now. Do. You have to she do is. as I say. Her eyes bore into my soul. Yeah, pretty much. She sees. She takes all your secrets and your desires. <laughs> for her? <laughs> I, I don't know. She has no you, she has no genitals. Why does she need genitals? What else am I gonna do with her? You're sick and wrong. <laughs> I don't know that we're gonna post this podcast. I don't know how to interface it's with people much. if they don't have wet jennies. What is it is it is it interfacing that Ross says when he's like, you know what we're doing now? We're interfacing. You have to always bring everything back to friends. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, just go on with your story. That's it. It was So like... what are you complaining about? <laughs> My point was it's hard to make friends. <laughs> Even when you purposely fucking devise yeah. like fucking plans to do it. You're all there for the same reason and it's still there was what? Like I said, ten to twelve of us and I didn't make one friend. Did that deter you from wanting to do it yes. again? That's fair. Yeah. It's it's draining to it put is. yourself in that situation. It's weird as well because it's kind of like going on loads of first dates where you tell the same stories because you get asked the same questions. 
Doing it over and over again is really fucking exhausting. It's the same with everything. It's like trying to find a new therapist. Telling them your life story in that first session. And then realising they're not the therapist for you. It's like, I don't want to do this again. Um... There's also like a level of rejection there when it's like trying to find a friend or... That sounds so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find a friend. I just want someone to be with. Yeah. Or like a date. You realise you've said all this stuff and those people don't want to be friends with you and they don't want to date you. And it's like, oh, I don't (laughs) want to do that again because... I've given you a part of me Mm. and... Now you haven't reciprocated and I want it back. Yeah. I want to hold up the men in black neuralizer to you <laughs> and erase those details yes. I just gave you. I don't, yes, it is because you're giving away a piece of you every time you try. And especially, you know what, as well, thinking about now, I set that whole thing up and felt like half the group didn't even want to know <laughs> and the other half didn't want to know enough. And so it's like, oh. Yeah. Am I un- uninteresting? Do I seem... Yeah. Do you think you're intimidating? I've thought about this. Because you have quite a big personality. I do. I think I, I'm definitely a Marmite type of girl. <laughs> you love me or you hate me. I've had people inexplicably hate me and I don't understand why. And I think it's because when I'm with a group of people what happens is i'm not the wallflower i'm one of the loudest voices you're gregarious yeah but i mean i used to be way more obnoxious than i am now and that's because i wasn't confident and that's kind of what that you know what i mean there's like a defense mechanism yeah i'm less obnoxious now because i am just genuinely confident um but I definitely know, like, and it's hard for some people to accept, but it's a fact. And it can sound however it sounds, but it's true. People are uncomfortable when a person is confident. It's different when it's like, if you're trying to, like, impress a person that you want to have a sexual relationship with, that's different. Because confidence can be sexy and it can be a turn on. But in a platonic sense, there are a portion of people who aren't comfortable with a person being so confident. Um, And I don't know why. I don't know why that is, because I don't get like that when I see other confident people. So I'm not really sure why that is. Have you experienced that? And do you know why? (laughs) Give me all the answers. Well... I am very introverted, yeah. as we know. I am not someone who is very... I'm not inclined to make that first leap of faith in any social situation mm. by putting myself out there and trying to spark up the conversation with a show of self-assuredness and kind of... You make a joke or you make some boisterous remark to say kind of, I'm drawing you into my social orbit and we are now going to interact. I usually wait for other people to do that and then I respond. Mm. I'm that person. Right. But I feel like you are more extroverted than I am. Yeah. 
everyone is a mix for the most part. And I feel like for me, it's 90-10 in favor of introversion. Is that a word? Hmm? I mean, it sounds like it should be. <laughs> if it sounds I, like it is, then it is. I am like an, um, an introverted extrovert. Or is okay. it, would it be an extroverted introvert? Something to puzzle about. It's one of the where I am like an introvert, like I said earlier, like I don't like most people. Not that I don't like them. I just, it's too much. I'm anxious and yeah. I'm not, it's hard to just start talking to people, even though I do. When I say I'm confident, what I mean by that is I'm not confident in like, oh, I can talk to anyone and they'll be my friend. That's not what I mean. I mean, when a person is confident with their appearance and that kind of shows, I feel like as a fat person, it's expected of me that I won't be confident and that I would act a certain way because of that. And I don't because I love myself and I am confident. How many times can I say confident? Um, and that shows, I guess, I don't act the way pe- people, I and people who look like me, who don't act the way others think they should. Um, it makes people uncomfortable. Right, okay, I get that. Reason. I'm guessing it's because of their own insecurities and or, I don't know, I think it's that's, an odd one. I think that's exactly right. I think it's the idea of people that have that internalized fat phobia, to use a word that doesn't usually spring to mind, but seems right here. They think of it in terms of, if I look like that, I would be almost kind of implicitly apologetic. Yeah. I would be abashed of my appearance, and so I wouldn't be self-assertive or want to be the center of attention i would want to be a shrinking violet because i don't feel good about how i look and i assume that other people are going to look down on me because of x y or z about my that is what i was like for a long time but then i decided that i was only being like that because i thought people people were telling me to be like that when they they weren't telling me, telling me, although some people were, in the form of like being bullied and stuff, but they were, they were basically telling me this is your place, this is how you should be, and I was like, well, I realised I don't actually feel that way about myself, and I'm no longer gonna act the way you want me to act. Um, aside from that, yeah, people, I don't think I don't. I'm not sitting here thinking every single person that doesn't like me, it's not because of my fat confidence. Right. It's, you know, obviously a personality thing. and Some people just clash with each other. And it's not because either person is abrasive or annoying or insufferable. It's just you're not really compatible for some inexplicable reason. I think sometimes as well, oddly, if you have the same personality as someone... It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be friends. It actually, can, in my experience, can often mean you will clash. There's not, like, room 
for more than one version of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. That's how some people are, I've realised. Um, people also get yeah. defensive about their social groups. Everyone has a kind of unspoken role. And if you feel like you're the nerdy one who yes. likes all this nerdy stuff and you're kind of soft-spoken and you're reticent in most situations if someone else who is a mirror image of that comes in you can subconsciously view that as a threat as a kind of intrusion that threatens to replace you yes i think that's definitely a thing i've experienced i've definitely seen and and then it's not worked out because of that and one of you is going to get pushed out or you're just not going to get accepted it's it's weird making friends is weird i remember (laughs) I, um, just before I met you, the first reason why we met on OkCupid and I... That's where all the cool kids meet. Yeah, of course. I had said, you know, to, I think my brother, I was like, I wish there was a site, like a dating site, but just for friends where you could basically tick all the things that you're looking for and make like a profile, but it's a friend profile and not like a dating profile. And he was like, you should go on OkCupid because there's a lot of people on there who say that they're just looking for friends. Although to be honest now, after going on there, most of those people, they're not really just looking for friends. I don't know why they say that. Right. Although... I shouldn't say that because maybe they are, but... Some of them are looking for that sneaky backdoor into a romantic relationship. Yeah. So I kind of semi-went on there. No, that's a lie. I told myself I was going on there looking for friends, but really I was trying to get out of the relationship I was in. And I think I just needed to, like, see that there was a world of people out there because I was very isolated and um, I don't know what my point was. I keep losing my point today. Sure. It's annoying. Oh, I think you're just saying how, like, there should be places like that where you can just... But I guess meet up, which is where I did that thing that's kind of But the difference similar. is, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I have felt that same need for that kind of service to exist, and then that same frustration and disappointment upon discovering that it doesn't. The reason why it needs to be analogous to a dating site is because you need an individual profile. Like you were saying, it's exhausting to have to give all that basic standard information about yourself at the start of every potential budding new, whether it's a platonic or a romantic relationship. Whereas if you've got a profile, it's like an info dump. Here's all this essential data points about me that you may need to know and that I don't want to have to waste my time spelling out to you because it's boring. And then you have read my profile, I have read your profile, and then we can go, we can skip past the first couple of rudimentary, tedious steps and we can talk to each other as if we know each other a little bit. The problem is people will use it as a dating site despite it not being one. So... I don't know. But that's the that's the best I think you're going to get in terms of just... Don't you feel like as well, I feel like when people, when there's like events and stuff and people say, oh, do 
just go to like an event. There's gonna be loads of people there. It's kind of like when I go to conventions. It's like, you know, you're all there for the same thing, so you're into the same type of thing. Honky vampires, <laughs> brooding, tall, dark, and sexy. How dare you? I want to kiss their fangs. I told you I have. I want teeth. <laughs> I'm collecting them. <laughs> you wear them on a necklace. I put them in my vagina. That's. I took it too far. I took it too far. I see that I took it too far. <laughs> and I apologize well, earnestly, wholeheartedly, full-throatedly. Let's not go that far. There's that fictional condition, vaginal what? dentata or something along those lines. You've got mad. There was a horror film made about it. I mean, there's this folk legend. Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. There's this I thought folk... you were doing a bit. No. There's a... There's a folk legend that there are these kind of harpy-like mythological female figures that have teeth inside their vaginas. Of course there is. To prey upon unsuspecting men. Of course there is. And they're, I roll, they're I vulnerable roll, I roll. wieners. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about that. Um, Women just want oh, yeah. to steal your essence. Pretty much. Through coitus. We don't need your essence, okay? You need we, some of it. We have our own essence. Okay. I don't really know. Is this like a perfume advert? I mean, apparently. Essence of Samantha. Spray it all over yourself. I don't want to be sprayed on strangers. It's her special scent. Ew. Ew. Hey. I'm going to stop you right there. Don't read into it. It's innocent. I don't need to read into it. It's written all over your face. (laughs) Like my seed. Not seed. Essence. (laughs) That was that was a revealing Freudian slip. <laughs> oh God! I really like how you. This podcast <laughs> is in the toilet. You try to subvert the gender norms about facials, and I admire that about you. You're forward thinking. You're you're a queer revolutionary, and that's what I love most about you. You're looking at me with such skepticism and disdain. I love you. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> oh, God, man. I, have, I always say to you, I love the spectrum of ultra cute voices you do in our everyday life, and I want to capture them on the podcast. I know, yeah, but for some reason, it's hard for me to, I don't know. You have, you do these voices, and I just think to myself, Someone should cast you on the My Little Pony cartoon series. I want to be series. a pony. I could be a pony. Take one. Audition for Pinkie Pie. Go. I'm pink. Take two. More cutesy. I'm a pink pony. You're not doing a cutesy voice. I know, that's the joke. Oh, okay. You should have been like... You're not smart. I'm Pinkie Pie. I'm Pinkie I fly into your home and eat your young. Does she? F- <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. You should be. That was terrifying. Pinkie Pie is the name she gives to when you put the babes into a mortar and pestle and you mash them up and you make just kind of like. Shot really, actually. Mushed up baby potions. Mushed up baby ponies. That. Sure. 
How dare you? <laughs> They're necromancers. They, I think anyone listening is very confused. They make their you're bodies jumping, up. You're with... just jumping from place to place and no one knows what you're saying. Yeah. Conventions. Okay. So, yes. It's kind of like when you go to conventions, you're like, oh, there's lots of people there that you know you could just chat with because you're all there for the same reason. But it's still hard to actually make friends because, yes, there are people that go alone, but I feel like, most people are there with at least one person and so it's it's still hard because you go up to the you go up to people you start chatting with people in the line and it's like lots of people are unable to make the second step which is do you want to hang out later shall we change numbers Change numbers, shall we? Ex- yes, I'll we take shall. your phone number. Yeah. I'll you take mine. <laughs> It'll confuse all our friends and family. Shall we exchange numbers? And it's just hard to follow through, basically, to seal yeah. the deal. And like you said, when someone's there with someone else, it's like you're trying to penetrate an existing social group. Yeah, uh, there's already a dynamic that's been cemented, and you're trying to just you're like the third wheel. These two are best friends. They're there as a duo yeah. of companions. And you're trying to be like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be funny if there was a third? I know. It is hard. Oh, God, I hated being in groups of three. When you have, like, a friend group where there's just three of you. Sure. Someone is always left out, and it's horrible. <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> are you telling me that we're never going to have a a thruple? No. A polyamorous Pretty much. triad, if you will. I think everyone knows what a thruple is. <laughs> oh, of course. That's have a... buried deep in the common parlance. Yeah. <laughs> Are you rethinking things? Rethinking what? Do you want to go back in time seven years and never message me on OkCupid? I love you. Do you? Yeah, you're my cute little baby. Do you want to erase the timeline where we were together and start anew, start no, this, fresh? So this is the best timeline. What if it's secretly the darkest it's, timeline? It's the loveliest timeline. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a misconnection ad for a, a podcast guest. Ooh. We were... Sitting on our couch, talking to each other, rambling madly. You were sitting at home thinking, I would love to be on a strange podcast that has almost no listeners. Let's meet up. (laughs) Come to our house, but don't tell anyone where you're going. Do we have almost no listeners? (laughs) Do we? Do we? I don't want to be ignored by the world at large. If one other person is listening, I'm fine. Steph. She doesn't even listen to all of it. I'm calling you out, Steph. She'll never hear it, though. I'm calling you out, and I'm telling you to listen. It's Schrodinger's call out. I was going to get severe, but then I was just like, no, please listen. (laughs) If she doesn't hear it, it doesn't work. Well, yeah. It just floats in the void. Obviously. If she doesn't hear it, how... You are a special kind of drug today, I think. Wow. That's true. Or maybe I haven't taken my special drugs. Okay, let's do a topic. You know I'm what? Putting this off. Okay, one more thing. Talking about making a fake misconnection ad, that oh. just reminds me in that book of 
messages found in bottles, there were hoax ones <gasps> where a famous ship would go down and then people would make fake messages and throw them into the sea, giving some bogus explanation of why this ship, which no one knows why it sunk, went down. And I just thought that was so hideous and just evil and dark and Uh. fucked up. And can you imagine being the type of person who would do that? Yeah, that's horrible. Who would hear that some ship had gone down with 200 people and think, I'm going to fuck with the, the bereaved loved ones who are desperately trying to find any answers. That's just utter depravity. Yeah, it's horrendous. Mean motherfuckers. How can we live in a world that births people like that? It's not the parents' fault. Well, sometimes it is. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. That is, yeah. Okay, let's go on to topics. Okay. So. So. The first topic is a new story. Kind. I mean, I... I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm cutting us off. Let's go to the first... Okay, but first, I would like to I point out... I feel like out... we're in a little bit of a weird mood again this episode. You know why it You're is... You're going to say that every episode I'm to excuse not. our behavior. I'm not. You know why it is? There's absolutely nothing going on between us. Like, <laughs> like we're not annoyed with each other. We're not upset with each other. I think it's because we... The last podcast and this podcast, there was such a big gap between podcasts that we get a bit crazy, like, and that's simply all it is. Okay. And I think once we get back into the rhythm of doing them a bit more often, um, we won't be so insane. That's uh, that's what I'm hoping to do. I know we've had a a long hiatus. But now that I've finished what I was working on, I would. I know I've made these empty promises before, listener. <laughs> but please trust in me when I say I would like to start doing this m- much more frequently. Yeah. And we'll see if that you happens. You say much more frequently, but what you really mean is just like every three weeks. Yeah. So still not like every week. Yeah, but if you're putting out a four-hour podcast every three weeks, yeah. that's quite a lot that's of like content. That's like an hour a week. In the aggregate. Not individually. In the aggregate. Sure. I don't know why. Don't be one of those people that when someone says a big word is like, oh, that's, that's got not what four I was syllables. Doing. That's not what I was doing. It was a little bit. You admit it. No. That's... Why did you point out then? Because it's a funny word. You're a funny word. You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, for serious though. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's just go into the topic. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> We're just messing around, okay? We're giddy. Okay, let's restart. So we just took a little breaky break. Gotta take a break. Gotta eat some cake. <laughs> I didn't actually eat any cake, but there's cake over there, and I'm eyeing you for later. You can't escape me, cake. Oh, man, that cake is good. I can't believe earlier, I was like, can you get me some cake? And then he was just, like, going to give me the whole plate of cake. And I was like, this is a surefire way to have me eat the whole of the cake. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. If you give me the whole of the cake, it's going to all be eaten. And then... I can't be held accountable to what I I will do to this poor cake. I will ravage it. It's like, yeah... 
Sure. What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sometimes do that to myself where I know if I bring the whole whatever it is over, I will eat all of it. I don't like putting things back. I don't We've either. talked about this many yeah. times. If I'm eating, say, a bag of chocolate, mm. whatever... A bag of chocolate sounds weird. <laughs> he means like a, you know, when you get, I feel like for any non- You sure I can't interest you in a bag of chocolate whatevers? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of like getting like a bag of M&Ms. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Continue. That type of thing. I don't know I, why we had to explain that. <laughs> well, it did sound it weird. It did sound a bit weird. I'll concede. Yeah. Uh, if I get to the point where I'm full, but I look in the bottom of the bag and there's only like say five or six left you gotta eat the five i'd rather just quickly snarf a couple of handfuls then get up and put it back in the fridge it's not not for me it's not that i have to get up and go and put this like measly five or six pieces of chocolate (laughs) back it's you know what it is it's putting it back in the fridge or the cupboard and then later on thinking you have chocolate going to it and there only being five or six pieces in there and it's like i know that's what will happen so i'd rather just eat the whole thing you'd rather deny future you the potential disappointment no because there's something really shitty about yeah no wait i thought you said something (laughs) different then (laughs) it was like a riddle yeah it was it was like an mc escher painting version of a sentence yeah i just really (laughs) <laughs> that was like that itself was like a brain bomb that's deep yeah as you like to say i like to get deep you do in my wenches <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what, i don't even know what that means wenches sometimes i just say things you just uh, you do you like to shock people um yeah all i can think about are the wenches Sure. And they're Do you remember full bosoms. Talking of which, there was that place near our second apartment in London called where the Bavarian going? Beer oh, House. Oh yeah. Where they were dressed like Mil- milkmaids. Like German wait, German? Yeah. Yeah, like Austrian yeah. serving wenches with those like Dresses that come down yeah, it was very over like, your shoulder. It was very like Oktoberfest type yes. of like. And they were very bosomy. They were buxom. I feel like we never actually saw any of them. They were top heavy. They were ju- They were buoyant. Now you're just being offensive. They were mammarious. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a I word? Can, I can make up new words. We no can one can stop words. me. Um, yeah, the wenches. And then we went there recently, remember? And it was closed down. Sad wenches. Sad. Yeah, I don't like going into the thing and there only being like a few pieces of chocolate because then it's like, what? What's there to live for? What's the point? You think you have some, but you don't really. It's like a metaphor for life. Don't let the last part of an opportunity slip away because you think you can pull it away for a little bit and then come back to it. Seize it on the day. Carpe diem, that motherfucker. Yes. I could be like one of those Tony Robbins... Just make up meaningless psycho You could have one of those Twitter accounts where you just tweet like... Motivational quotes. After bit, after bit. And people would eat that shit up. Sure. I think we went to two different 
I was picturing. I wasn't thinking motivation. I was thinking oh. just you could make like a comedy Twitter. Uh, yeah. I was thinking like a comedy greeting cards. Is that what he does in Five Hundred Days of Summer? Um, or is it just greetings cards? I don't know. I haven't seen that film in a long time. You could do comedy greetings cards. That's such a low. Mean, that's that's almost mean. insulting. No. You have such a talent. I don't that- mean like greetings cards that you find in like fucking. I can't think of. A I name. gave you that whole silence. I can't think of a name of a store in like a supermarket. I mean, like high brow quality, like Etsy stores. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where they want you to pay like fucking eight pound for a. Right, but card. they don't charge you more because the comedy on them is better. They do. They charge you more for the quality of the. Slogan? I'm not talking about 99 pence. I understand the distinction you make, Ken. Okay, well, why don't you understand? Okay. Have I beaten you? Have I (laughs) (laughs) beaten you into submission? I feel like a bruised man. Pushing's a bruised man. Sure. She's looking at me like, why do I have to have these eyes? I don't want you to be a bruised man. But what if I am? I'll cry. I'm like a peach. I bruise easily. I'll suck on you. The juices. We always come back to the juices. We do come back. Oh, we do come back to the juices. That can be the name of our spin-off podcast. The juices. We always come back to the juices. (laughs) You You don't like it when I say juice. No, I don't. Like, if I'm cooking or something and I'm like... I can't think of an example now, but the, maybe like a spaghetti bolognese and I say juice instead of sauce. Well, that's clearly Yeah, weird. I can't, that's probably not a good example. Sauce is not juice and it's juice is not. not sauce. Oh, kind of like when you make the mince and you got to let it run clear and that's when you know it, it, when it's done. I'd be like, the juices haven't run clear. But that, those are juices. Yes, but you don't like it when I just say the word juice. You're like, mm, don't say juices, you know? Do you know what I thought you were going to say when we were talking about the Twitter accounts? Mm. I thought you were implying that I would be kind of like a Deepak Chopra. I don't know if that's how you say his name. You know who I'm talking about? Where I would have kind of quasi-mystical insights about the universe. Oh, you went like a... That I tweet out in little snippets. Yeah, you went in like a inspirational quote type of way, but we... I felt like we were talking about you being funny. That's what I thought we were talking about when we were talking about the tweets. And so that's where I was like, you could have like a comedy Twitter. Sure. Where it's just jokes about like specific things. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, not just like, here's a joke, here's a joke. But like, here's a joke about like a weirdly specific thing or like an obscure thing. Sure. That's where I was going to go. But then our conversation, just like as it does, it just like snowballed into a different place. And we were rolled up in the snowball. Yeah. I would subscribe to those tweets. But I would have like the notification bell on and it would be like a tweet a day to kind of like, I guess it would be inspirational then. It's kind of like an uplifting thing. Kind of like how you get like a dictionary 
I used to subscribe to like dictionary.com and you'd get like a word of the sure. day. Then it just got annoying. You were an aspiring intellectual. Yeah. You wanted to equip I'm yourself. S- I'm still aspiring, to be honest. <laughs> with eccentric and rare words. Yeah. You would turn the notifications on and you would tape your phone to your nipple so that every time <laughs> I tweeted it would vibrate. Vibrations on the nipple aren't that great. I mean, you know. You can only speak for yourself. It's not like the same as like a nipple, like a nipple tweak. Like a not even, not, tweak isn't good because it's that makes me think of like when you were young and boys would run up to you and like tweak your nipples. Casual sexual assault, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys will be boys. boys Playground boys. antics, etc. They didn't really do that to me. They did the bra thing. Sure. <laughs> Where you snap the bra? Or they. They wouldn't do the nibble thing. They'd just run up and just grab them, like a Hong Kong type of... upsetting. It is upsetting. I want to go back in time and punch those little kids in the face. Stupid fucking boys. Um, Which is fine. It is fine, to be honest. Especially if you're not a kid. (laughs) What do you mean especially? (laughs) Like if you're an adult. That's the opposite. I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. Dictionary of the day. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I have a. Is it weird that I have like a list? <laughs> Where are you going with this? Of people I want to murder. Of um. Well, you got to be organised. Oh yeah, got you got to do it in orderly fashion. You can't just do it haphazardly because then no one will know why you did it. That's why you've got to publish a manifesto. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I have a list of words, like. I don't want to say rare words, like some kind of dick. I already know like... where you're going with this, by the way. <laughs> but it's like, you see a word that you don't really know and you learn it and then it's like, oh, I like that word. Or it's a word that you have heard and so you do kind of know, but people don't say it very often. Or maybe it's a word that you would, I wouldn't personally just automatically think of. Do you know what I mean? I get where so you're I going with this. keep these words. So I can use these words. Sure. I have the same thing. I don't write them down, but I will see a word. And it's very difficult to describe why it appeals to you or why it's so enticing or alluring. But it's just somehow, it just feels like a little piece of candy. Like it's a new little tool for you to use as a writer. And I'm just looking forward to the day when I can just whip it out and put it in its perfect place. It has to be special. Yes. It's not like, you know... I'm not going to send it in a text to my mom. No. (laughs) Be like, that's a splendiferous cake you've made for me, mother. Isn't it like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Made me think of your... um... Oh, my brain went straight to the caterpillar cakes when you said that. The what? what? No, now we have know. to explain that. No, do we? We can if you want. Well, how? Otherwise, they're going to think my mom made me cakes out of insects. Oh. And that's a calumny I cannot allow to stand. I don't know. I'll admit, I don't know what that word is that you just said. It's like a obscure, I think somewhat antiquated way of saying slander. Did you do that on purpose because of what we yes, were just talking about? Yes, of course. It's like a false rumour. Oh, I'm so not like caught up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, quickly. The caterpillar cakes, for my birthdays when I was a kid, my mum would always get me the same cheap supermarket cake. And when we say kid, we mean up until the age of 18. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> in fact, she got me one last year. Yeah. She sent it I through the post. I think she got you one one year when we went to visit. Yeah. And well, so it, it, it was... became a, a thing where it was almost like an inside joke. Yeah. She was getting me them almost like... Like a weird, funny tradition. Yeah, it was like quasi-ironic because it was, like I said, a very cheap... I mean, it was fine tasting. It's yeah, that it wasn't kind like of... cheap as in nasty. It still tasted But nice. it was like bland yeah. chocolate cake yeah. that you would get from a supermarket aisle that has a sell-by date of like 2029 somehow. Yeah. Um, oh, it's God. more preservatives than actual ingredients. There's no eggs in it. It's powder eggs. Oh, gosh. And I mean, a powder eggs really eggs. You look on the ingredient list and it says eggs in quotation marks. How do you make powder eggs? If you think for just Jesus for Christ. just a millisecond, you'll understand how. I mean, I do, but I don't really want to think about that. You take Powdered eggs milk is bad enough. And you powderize them. You powderize them? They just employ someone to punch eggs in a box. Oh, my God. I saw the weirdest thing with an egg the other day. It's like one of those like ASMR type videos where it's like... Or you could things weird things you can do with like stuff around your house. It's all like in one video, and they like I don't know what they did with the egg, but it ended up being like a bouncy ball. Sure, in its shell. No, like just a hard boiled egg. Yeah, that's very strange. And it turned. I'm going to, have to find you the video. Please don't. Link will be in the description box below. No, it, it won't. won't. <laughs> Is there even a description box below? There's below, a description. Like it's a YouTube video. Um, I feel like we never mentioned this, but we, I st- a while back I started putting timestamps for the different topics uh, we talk yeah, about I think you did. in the description. So just in case you don't know that listener, yeah. FYI. And that's good because I listened to a podcast recently and there's like in their description box, it was like, this is what we talk about. And it was a list of things. And I only really wanted to hear them talk about the one thing. And I had to skip through and try and find sure. it. And it was really annoying. So timestamp your shit. <laughs> I mean, you're editing it anyway, so you may as well. Yeah, that's true. So um, now you know, listener, for your edification. I keep just trying to think of rare words to drop in. I know casually. what edification means. That doesn't mean it's not I'm rare. I'm not some kind of fucking unintelligent man. A dur brain, I'm if not you a will. A brain. <laughs> You are a person who um, likes to use, um, see, I will probably go for the simple word 90% of the time, the everyday word, as it were, and you are not that person. You, You don't, you almost try to not do that. And I like that about you. Okay. I also like that you do drop words down then that I don't know, and that's nice. Some might say that I learn things. <laughs> Some might say that you might be like a human dictionary. That I don't want to be that. You're not a human dictionary. That's either. horrendous. Well. Because you know dictionaries, because they're always like whatever, a thousand pages long. They always have that really, really thin, thin paper. like tracing paper paper. Yes. It's like Bible. It's Bible paper. Yeah. It is like tracing paper. It's so, it feels like it will just tear at the slightest tug. It does. And I don't want pages of myself to be torn out and just thrown on the wind. Pages of yourself? Yeah. That's too much for me to take. I know. You'd You'd have to trail behind me at all times, picking up the pages that get torn out by an errant gust. A gust of toots? No. 
A little bit. Absolutely no. Also, no one was able to understand what you just said. That's fine. It's just for me and you, baby. Everything's just for me and you. That's true. No one's listening. This world was made for us, No baby. one's listening but my mom. Sure. Let's not even go into that. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, which I know you are, stop listening. Yeah. You're banned. Brother of mine, if you're listening, <laughs> stop listening. Sure. Anyone else? Matthew, why aren't you listening? Yeah, that's true. He's too busy. He's too busy with his... He's becoming a Spaniard. He is becoming a Spaniard. An honorary Spaniard, if you will. He's teaching other Spaniards. Yeah, that's true. English and other languages. No, just English. He's not, it's just English. He wants to be polylingual. That seems like a I word. I don't think you think you be. think isn't it just bilingual if you know lots of languages? I think that isn't bi bi means two. It does, but yeah, like a me. bicycle has two wheels. Yeah, I know, but what do they say? Triwing, triwingual, <laughs> trilingual. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> two. Your tongue just flops out on your chest. It's two feet Ew. long. Ew! Don't want to have to ravel my tongue. Ravel, unravel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god why isn't that a word ravel i know yeah is it not it should be if you can unravel no, ravel is a word you should be able to do the opposite you raveled it up i don't think that's you just a word. say roll it up yeah you? what's happening that's to us dumb. should we go on to a topic at this point we are obligated to mm, we've already imposed on our listeners time enough yeah there's time stamps that's true. But don't skip any part of our podcast. No, don't. I dislike that. That's rude. I know I just said that I was skipping around on a podcast, but, you know. It's kind of people like, oh, yeah, I did read that book, but I skimmed most of it. It's like, so you didn't actually read it then. <laughs> I read the blurb and I read the final page. So I think I know what happens in... Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> wow, you kind of... Yeah, that you could can. actually work. I, I, I should have said Atlas Shrugged or something, because there's yeah, no way. Yeah, that's true. It's like one million pages long. Uh, close enough, yeah. How many pages is it? I think it's like 1,200 pages. Jesus Christ. It depends on the edition you get, obviously. Yeah. Why did, why did you just do a skeptical eye roll? I don't know. For a second roll? I was like, my brain like malfunctioned and I was like, are there different versions? But you mean because of the size? Yeah. I, mean, I told you my brain just okay. like. I forgive you. Broke. Sometimes our brains just break, and that's fine. Mine is broken quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was insanely appropriate. What just happened? <laughs> Seriously. Frequently. Frequently. Oh my god, there's blood coming out of your eyes. No. What if what if that really happens now? That would what, be horrifying. What will you do if I start bleeding from my eyes? Lap it up. Juices. <laughs> Lap up the juices. Ew. We've really gone in a weird direction with this hot juice thing. I would catch it in a jar in and case you it? needed it later and sell it on the black market. Would you, if we were like, I don't know, in some kind of accident, should, or it was like post-apocalyptic <laughs> and I needed like... You really relished the... I did. The, I always want to say pronunciation. But it's it, pronunciation. It's pronunciation. Is it enunciation? You think it's going to say pronunciation, but it's because oh. you say pronounce, but it's not. It's I don't want to say any of this. Yeah, okay. 
You really relished the pronunciation. Was it pronunciation? Yeah, but you said relished instead of relished. You really relished the pronunciation. <laughs> Sorry. You really relished the pronunciation of that. I did. I don't know why. You take enjoyment in the little things. I do, yeah, it's true. And that's what I admire about you. Good, because I like little things. You're one of those people that could just live in a cave and eat raw fish and huddle around a Am log I Jesus? fire. I don't think that's what I'd Jesus did. I'd like to did. be Jesus, because a lot of people believe in Jesus. A lot. Everyone believes in you. You exist. Ah, in me? <laughs> Your or existence. Jesus? Me as me or me as Jesus? Your physical existence. <clears throat> I mean, not everyone believes in me, to be honest. But they believe that you exist. I feel like you're not listening to the words come out of my mouth. Okay. They believe that you are a real person in the world. Yeah. Is that not enough for you? Well, They don't really. think that you're some kind of spectral imposter. I want to be worshipped. That's not fine. <laughs> not everyone can be Queen Bay. Well, my point is, if there was a post-apocalyptic happening... <laughs> okay. And we had to do some crazy like emergency surgery on me. Would you give me your blood? Do you mean No, like when when you see in like The Walking Dead or whatever and there's like they're trying to do like an operation and they're like he needs blood and so they like rig up a fucking <laughs> I stick a hose in my arm. They basically just drain you of your yeah, blood. Of then... course I would. I'd give you whatever you need from oh, me. Oh that's nice. Open to a kidney or half my liver. You wouldn't give me those? No, I'm saying open up that's a strange phrase. Up and I... including open to open to <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> What's open? We have malfunction. Yeah. Is it because we haven't been fed enough cake? I am not a huge fan of cake. Fuck you. That's fair. <laughs> that's weird. It's not I like cake to a certain degree. But not beyond it. I won't be forced to love this. Okay, I'm not down with this whole. It's fine. Do you like sprouts? They're fine. No, I have to hate them. You either like them or you don't. Do you know what it is? Is you is people, not just you, but people. Things are like edible. Yes, I don't really have many things that are just edible. I either like them or I don't. That makes sense. Well, I don't eat things that I don't actively like. Okay. So you're saying things are just edible to me, and that's true. Sometimes I say, I'm not a big fan of it, but I could eat it. I never purposely go out and buy that thing. Yeah, that's true. But if it's on a plate, if I go to a restaurant and they serve that as part of a dish, oh, okay. I will eat it because it's fine. It's palatable. <laughs> But I'm not going to seek it out for I my just, own meals. I just find it so weird. Okay. So, yeah, you'd give me your blood? Yeah, I, I, I'd give you some of it, not all of it. Thanks. You could, What if we're not the Thanks. same blood group? Then in a post-apocalyptic era. <laughs> I was going to say area. Both Fucking are kind hell. of potentially true. Um, It doesn't pickable. matter. Getting blood into me is the most important That's thing. not true. You can't just have any blood. I think it is in a, in a post-apocalyptic world. That doesn't change human biology. I think it does. You adapt. Not that quickly. Well, Evolution doesn't happen in the space of a year. Eight years. 
Why eight? I don't know. I was thinking of there like being like eight seasons of The Walking Dead. I don't know how many seasons there are. I gave up. When they start killing off like super main characters that clearly are supposed to be in it to the end, it's like I don't care anymore. But don't you- they kill off all those characters and they keep Negan? Come on. This is a reverse Spoilers. spoiler. Who cares? Don't you know that Game of Thrones has changed the rules for TV shows? No one's safe anymore. Yeah, that's true. Except all the main characters are still in it, if you think about it. Don't, we can't, I can't answer that without spoiling things. <sighs> that was my little... And in fact, you... Baby bear growl. ...gave another reverse spoiler by saying that. They're not really all alive. Just stop, just alive. stop. <laughs> just stop while you're not ahead. <laughs> Could be ahead. I'd like to keep... I'd like to... to I obviously wouldn't chop your head off myself. But if I came across your severed head and it was still somehow functioning, I would pull it in a jar and I would care for it. I would feed it little fish flakes like you were a goldfish. I'm going to tell someone about you. Who are you going to tell? I think that's a story from The Walking Dead. What? He keeps all their heads and he stares at them. But are they still alive? They're zombied. So they're still moving and stuff. I That's... <sighs> That's why I can't get into this yeah. stuff. I need, why? I need like, I need you to choose you need a to be zombie. either be magical and go full out with it and be unabashed about it and very like forthright and you know you make the whole world non-realistic. You make it clear that everything is tied into this different set of rules, so the the viewer has those expectations. Or make it realistic. I don't like this in-between where the walking dead, they all, it feels kind of strangely gritty and real because it's this band of rugged survivors who are shooting people with these old rusty guns. But then there's also zombies that don't die when you chop off their heads. No, they do. So how are the heads still alive I in the jars? I don't know if they're still moving, actually. But even if that's not true, the... The, the, the zombie thing, the whole, like, they don't die unless you shoot them in the head, that is somehow magic. Because if you shoot oh. a human being's heart, yeah, there's nothing to pump blood around, and they will fall down they dead. Don't, yeah, they don't really... Yeah, that's true, actually. I feel like that doesn't really... They are bloody, because when shit happens, you see blood. But I know what you mean, because they'll be walking around with, like, their spleens hanging out and stuff. Yeah. Um. So what is keeping them going? I prefer it when the zombieism is actually explained in biological terms, where it's just kind of, it makes the victim hyper-aggressive and makes them, they're so kind of, psychotic slash brain dead that if they get shot in the arm or whatever they don't flinch or react because they're no longer you know their their minds are no longer functioning they've they've regressed to a very primitive animalistic aggressive state that is kind of what it seems like on the walking dead though but they also have an added resilience and an added ability to take damage that's not explainable yeah, because they can be, like, extremely fucked up and barely even there anymore. Yeah. And yet their head is, like, chomping still. <laughs> I like the, um, one of the characters, it's not really a spoiler, because it's, like, really early on, so 
She, like, ties together two um, zombies and kind of, like, ties them up as if it's, like, two dogs. Right. And she's chopped off their arms and ch- and chopped off their, like, bottom jaw so they can't, like, reach for you and they can't Attack bite you. you. Yeah. But they're, like, a deterrent because one of the ways to kind of, like, not be detected by zombies if you cover yourself in, like, zombie guts and stuff, which they have to obviously use sparingly because if you did that all the time, you could just yeah. be walking around. Um, so she kind of uses those as, like, a deterrent. Yeah, I get so, it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But, did, has but in she, a way, it's kind of unrealistic. Has she cauterized their severed arm stumps? Or is it just kind yeah. of like you chop off limbs and blood doesn't spurt out? Yeah, they just I keep don't going. know. Because you don't see her doing it. She arrives on the scene and right. that's her character. She's already got them kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean. Because blood would just continue to come out until there was no blood left. And then how would they be... I don't want to be a stickler for these little details, mm. but I feel like if you are creating a world, you almost kind of have an obligation to the viewer or the reader or whatever it is to to be comprehensive about it, to think about the little details. That's on you. The onus is on you. If you are putting something out there and saying it's worth your time, it's worth you investing in it, I think a minimum expectation is that you've taken that extra time and effort to make everything feel cohesive, to make mm. it feel like its own self-contained universe. It's like another one little thing that always gets me is, and I say this to you all the time, and sometimes you roll your eyes, which is totally understandable. I know you're going to say something about guns because you're doing <laughs> the little gun thing that you do with your hands. I'm making a little, I'm firing an invisible pistol. But when say for example they pull someone pulls out a pistol and just like empties the magazine at someone and they fire like seriously 30 bullets and you can see that they are just constantly firing and firing and then it more bullets come out of the gun than could possibly be in the magazine yeah it's kind of like when to like a ridiculous extent i'm not saying one or two more i'm saying when it seems like they've been firing for 45 seconds without you know, it clicking and the slide. It's kind of like when characters have sex and you don't see them getting a condom. It's sure. like, I don't need to see that part unless like it's a part of the story. You know what I mean? Um, it's not always like time to fucking reload. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Obviously, people, most people know that you would have to reload, but we don't always need, unless it's like a technical thing, like on John Wick, for instance, where that type of thing is um, almost like another character, like the way that you see everything so technical and it it's a focal point. If it's something like that, then yeah, but if it doesn't matter. Sure, I get it. But it's I kind almost, of like when you when people don't have kickback, that bugs you as well. Yeah, when there's no recoil on the guns. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel maybe it's my OCD, but if I was creating a universe, I feel like once you let one thing slide, yeah. it's like a domino effect. If 
a gun that clearly only has 10 rounds in it. This guy has been firing it for the last like 60 seconds, like 50 bullets have come out of it. If I know that that's not true to life, then why why shouldn't I think that if he gets shot in the head, he might not yeah. die? Like if you give up one inch, you're letting the viewer's imagination run wild of maybe this world is doesn't function the way that I think it should based on what I've been presented with so far. Going back to The Walking Dead, though, feel like you've got to be suspending your fucking disbelief anyway. Sure. Because it's zombies. Okay. Um, yeah. It's funny because a lot of the, like, criticisms or, like, questions in terms of, like, zombies and what you would do if there was really a, um, like, zombie fucking apocalypse or whatever... When they got brought the show out, Fear the Walking Dead, they kind of did several things in that that they didn't do in Walking Dead as a way to be like, this is why, or we can try that now, like going back kind of thing. You always think, oh, that's not what we'd do, that's not what would happen, but... But you do think those yeah, things. Yeah, you do. It's like you said with the condom... Like, the absence of it is so glaring because you know how things go down in real life. It's not the same as that in a zombie apocalypse because you don't have any first-hand real-life experience. Yeah. But when it's a show about mundane stuff, those absences do become so starkly glaring because you know exactly what would happen. And But I feel like you complain that it, it isn't in a lot of stuff. And that is true to a certain extent. But I feel like it has now become a trend to have that kind of grounded verisimilitude in shows like that, where there's an awkward fumbling period of foreplay and then one of them has to, like, yeah. embarrassedly <clears throat> say, do you have a condom? Why is it embarrassing, though? I don't know. It's a weird moment because it kind of takes you both out of it for a second because you're thinking about a kind of... Yeah grown-up practicality there's two types of shows there's a type of show like girls or whatever made by like a millennial where it will be awkward and they will talk about condoms and they will and then there's the other type of show where the sex is all kind of like I don't even know how to you know, describe what's happening in front of my eyes. <laughs> With like Channel 5 music in the background. <laughs> I am bewildered and charmed. <laughs> That's all I can say to you, listener. You mean you don't want to be having sex to the... Da, 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 da. To elevate your music? I'm going to put that on next time we Please have sex. Please don't. I'm just going to clap my hands and it will, it will appear. You'll find a Spotify playlist of Muzak. Yes. Jazzy, forgettable Muzak. It's not that forgettable. I actually kind of have a, a soft spot for coffee shop jazz. Yeah, I know. You know, that really, like, it's just bland and unobtrusive, perfect background noise. But mix it with the people and the clanking yeah. and the... The clanking. The stirring. <laughs> it's the an Android sipping. coffee shop. And, and Yeah. Uh-huh. Just metal bodies bashing against Cute each other. Cute little androids. Getting my drinks. Oh, they're like the employees. The servers. In your world, they're your slaves. That's is that what, is it? That's what the world will be. It'll just be computers. That's why AI is eventually going to rise up against us because of people like you who want to mistreat and abuse and exploit them. I just want to love them. 
You can't move it and speak, baby. Oh. I just want to love them. As long as they do things for you. No. uh, I want to teach them. How to be human. How to make coffee. Because being human (laughs) is the best. Yeah. You're such a... Humanist? Homo sapien chauvinist. Get me a badge. (laughs) Homo sapien chauvinist. It's a bit wordy. It's a bit bit verbose. I'm sure we can break it down. That's true. For the dumbers. For the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to bring this bad boy to a close. I think this can be what I talked to you before about. I like the idea of us just having what I call to you ramble eps. Oh, okay. Where it's just, we don't, we never end up getting to a topic. We just kind of go, we just get into the conversational river and we see where it takes us. It takes us to a lot of different places. It takes us to strange think, and disturbing places. Think about where we started with the juices. Stop. Forget about the juices. <laughs> That's what he's going to be in the description. <laughs> juices. If I wake up tomorrow morning and there's just a Tupperware tub full of mysterious juice, I'm not going to be Ew. pleased. Full of mysterious, like mixed juices. Oh, gosh. You've really... I'll send it to a a laboratory to be tested, to be analysed. I think maybe that's going to be the start of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) I'm imagining it now. Your face, your face was so funny then. You were just like, it's too gross for words. It's a mix of viscosity. There's an air... Yeah. Oh. You know when you get those... Spread it on some toast. Gelatinous juice on toast. Is it viscousy or is it gelatinous? It can't be both. It can have a mix of the two. Kind of like how polyester and cotton are mixed. The Bible prohibits mixing (coughs) fabrics, as we all know. It does. This is... I would like to present to the jury of the listener Exhibit A of why we need to bring this bad boy to a close. Yeah. Because we have entered a, a wilderness of madnesses. No one is listening at this point. As soon as they heard the word juices, they were like, nope. 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 X out of that shit. Little beads of juice started to come through now, their earphones. What? Oh. Listener, I'd love to soak your ear canals with my perspiration. No. My no. mental perspiration. I have to stop you. Your mental, <laughs> mental perspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Would you lick my brain sweat? Yes. Would it be salty and delicious? Yes. Would you keep my brain sweat? Because it's valuable. I don't think it is. It's... (laughs) You look so hurt. I am hurt. What do you mean? You look wounded and aggrieved. That's what all my intelligence is in my brain sweat. So if if you sweat it out, you'll become... No, the more you work your intelligence, the more you sweat. So the the moister your brain is, the more intelligent you are? The moister my brain is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, interesting. I have a moist brain. I have a very dry brain. It's arid. That means you're a dumber. Yeah. I mean, it's you rude to say some, to my face. You're going <laughs> to have some of my moisture but I got if you a, would like it. I got a minus number on my IQ test. And they said that was pretty good for someone with such a dry brain. <laughs> but I think they were just being nice. 
condescending they, but they nice. They said to me, by the looks of your moist brain, you don't even need to take the IQ test. <laughs> just just dab your moistness onto the page. Just sup at my moistness. Well, okay, I'm I'm cutting this off for the sake of all mankind. Oh, um, well, this is my fave. I like to think of this episode as a warm-up. We, we yeah. came off such a long gap that we needed to get back into the flow of it. It's almost like we're behaving like we haven't been speaking to each other for two months. Well, we have every day. No, we just you stay in one room and I stay in the other. One end of the house and I live on the other. We have like a little hole I drilled into the wall and we pass notes back and forth. Ooh, don't even, don't don't even, even. because if you know, you know, and if you don't know, then you don't know, and you don't get to know, and you don't fucking get to know. And that's just how it goes. That is how it bees. That's a metaphor for the rat race of life. <laughs> okay. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. You probably didn't, and that's probably fine. Didn't. It's fine, though. It's an acquired taste like dirt. Well. Some people enjoy the mouthfeel of just a big clod of dirt, and some people don't. The mouthfeel. And that's why our podcast only has you, four listeners. You say some weird shit. <laughs> but it's fine, because I love you. If you didn't love me, it would be despicable. Well, I'm into dry brains, so. I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> what if my brain spontaneously starts to... Moisten? Wetten. <laughs> <laughs> what if I wet my brain? No one is ever listening to our podcast again. I'm going to fill a turkey baster with your brain juices. And I'm going to cram it. I'm going to cram... I knew you were going to say that. I'm going to cram it into my ear, penetrate my skull, and then I'm going to moisten my brain with your... Are you going to make a moist maker out of yourself? Oh, gosh. You and friends. Are you going to moisten your maker? Samantha and friends are a inextricable Look, couple. It's not my pairing. fault if it's like the most quotable shit ever, is it? But you make it... Is it? It's like your soulmate. If a TV could be your one and only love that you have perfect affinity with. Only love. Only love. Okay. Where was I? Something about enjoying the episode. Yeah. <laughs> we know you didn't, we but you could did. at least be polite enough to pretend you did. Yeah. Don't leave us a five-star review because that would be that would be false. That'd be lies. But leave us a three-star review and say this was adequate. Yeah. This was fine. This was okay. I came out the other end alive. Oh my god! Can you imagine if we wake up to like a hundred three star reviews? <laughs> That's I'm not sure what to do with that because they're not bad, but they're not good. I'd cry into your dry brain to moisten it. <laughs> Tears don't work. <laughs> Why? Otherwise, sad people would be the most intelligent. If you think about it, that's true. But you can't moisten your own brain with your own tears. But you know when you, you're you crying really hard sometimes and the tears are streaming down your face and you take like a sharp intake of breath and they go up your nose? Then they go into your brain. Yes. They seep into your cranium. Sometimes it goes into your mouth as well, which will essentially just go into your brain. Oh my God, I've just... How come there isn't like a hipster pop-up bakery where the muffins are made with tears... They're infused with tears. Doesn't that seem like that could be a real I like thing? how serious you are about this. Because I really feel like it could be a real thing. I think it's probably a real thing in, like, Seattle. Wh- why? I don't know. 
Because it's so rainy there. Yeah. People are full of moisture they need to get rid of. They, yeah, they've got excess moisture. And excess moisture doesn't make you smart. That's true. You just hold it in your your skin. Your, yeah. That's how you get the skin juice. <laughs> <laughs> While we lived in Shoreditch, every time I would see a new pop-up that was going on, I would just, I, I, I lost the ability to be surprised. I think at the point when I read that there was an owl cafe. Oh, yeah. As if cat cafes weren't strange and semi-perverse enough. I forgot about the owl cafe. But there was a place you could go where owls were just flying around. I like the idea of the cereal shop, but not for like six pound a bowl. You could mix cereals, though. Gosh. Hold me back. I'm not really a cereal. I used to really like cereal as like a snack, like a... Like a late in the day snack. Right. But now I don't really like cereal at all. I used to eat dry cereal when I was mm. a kid. I used to just have pour myself a big bowl of cornflakes. And eat them dry. And just eat them dry with my hands. It's weird. It is weird. I used to just eat plain pieces of bread as well. Oh, I do like a plain piece of bread every now and then. <laughs> you know, you just get that itch for the dough. <laughs> I've got an itch that only Mr. Warburton's and his baking expertise can scratch. Hey, Warburton's is the goat. Even Steph was like, whoa. Whoa. This bread is huge. All we have is Wonder Bread. And it's really good. Oh, yeah. They have that shitty fucking small sweet bread. You're such a sizest when it comes to bread. I would just tell you this, listeners. A few days ago, Samantha was putting some bread into the toaster. To make her beloved toast breakfast. And she she pulled out a piece from the toaster and she looked at it with disgust. <laughs> with actually pure hatred brimming in her eyes. Because the bread, the piece of bread was bent at the side so it wasn't as Ugh. big as a normal piece. And she cast it away. You know when someone picks up a, pe- a loaf of bread and their fingers kind of go into it like they squeeze the sides of it? It's like someone had done that so much that he had permanently... Permanently misshaped the bread. And so it was like I was missing a third of the piece because it was all squished. No one wants that. But the the bread was still the same volume. No, it it wasn't. The shape had been rearranged. No, because there was less bites. So therefore there was less toast. But couldn't you have taken your own fingers and kind of worked it back into a rectangle? No, because as soon as you try and pull it, you'll just rip it. What if you're gentle? Look, I had other bread, so I was going to eat the good bread. I don't want the misshapen bread. I want the big, large bread. They do call you Becky with that good bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Becky with the good bread. I mean, that's not the way the song goes. I don't know how the song goes. I like how you don't know anything about it. Nope. But you know that one line. Everything I know that's even remotely hip and new, I've received secondhand don't and I don't it. fully understand. Don't say hip. I might. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're so done. New episodes <laughs> <laughs> will hopefully be released about three weeks apart. Oh, yeah. We're going to try to... I would like to start doing this more frequently. 
But get some topics on the go. <laughs> some some good topics on the go. I can't. I'm not going to make any sincere promises. Well, I feel like we've done a, a few podcasts now where we're just talking about nothing. So I feel like we will definitely have like some solid. But what if the people like subjects? this? I mean, maybe what if they they're do? Maybe they should let us know what yeah. they like. Why are you so quiet, listeners? Leave a comment. Send an email. Your silence pains us. It, it hurts us deep. It does hurt me, to be honest. <laughs> I see you listening every time. No comments. You see them listening? No love letters. In your dreams? No moisture. <laughs> Listeners, send us your moisture. <laughs> oh, God. We get a thousand vials of mysterious body juice. <laughs> we mix them all That's together horrendous. in a cauldron. And then drink it. No. What are we going to do with it then? We cast a spell. Suck it up. To make sure all our listeners are healthy and happy. That is what we'll do. We send a prayer to the moisture gods. There's no such thing. Now you're just making it up. This is sounding like something that could be in Dune, which you don't know anything about. I do. You haven't read it. No. Despite my frenzied exhortations. Yeah, it's not happening. I exhort you. I exhort you. Okay. I exhort you. Okay, I'm gone. It's like an exorcism. I'm back. From outer space. I did. <laughs> you used to do a little shoulder shimmy, but you I had did, no words. I did, but then I was like, what song is this? You know that song. Don't turn around now. I like this rhythmic wiggle you've got going on. From outer space. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> sure. Oh, you just started to dance. Just a little shoulder shimmy. And then shimmy, 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 shimmy pizza. No one knows the pizza dance. And, uh, not even I. <laughs> okay. You can find the podcast, which is a strange thing to In my say. pocket. Because you're already listening to it. That is a weird thing to say. Why did we say that? Don't question the sheet. Okay. The sheet is sacrosanct. One sheet is plenty. The sheet is authoritative. The sheet... We keep it in a lockbox. <laughs> we do. <laughs> a fireproof safe. No one has access to the sacred sheet but us. We don't want people putting sneaky amendments on it. Sponsors that we, we haven't approved. <laughs> I get to the end of the sheet and it just says drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> Who put this here? Okay. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it elsewhere. Basically, just do your fucking homework. <laughs> just type in podcasts and it will come up. Let me Google that for you. Or you can go to artatpodcast.com, which is spelled A-R-T-A-T podcast.com. Dot com. Which currently redirects to our SoundCloud page. You can send any feedback or comments to artatpodcast at gmail.com. Give us comments. Send us love. Because we'd like it. Send us your dampest emails. Subject line, my juice. My juice. My juice, man. Attachment, juices.jpg. My juice is loose. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe. And subscribe. 
on iTunes, which really helps podcasts like us. It does. We're yeah. Artat Podcast on Instagram and elsewhere. Twitter. Maybe there's other places. I don't know. I haven't heard of them. I don't know about the other places. I have been re reevaluated. I have been reassured. What are you trying to say? Reevaluated. Reaffirming. Reassessing. I have been reassured that there are other places out there online. There's more than one website. You seem skeptical. There's only one. If you could only go on one website for the rest of your life, and you can't pick a loophole like Google. Reddit. Interesting. Or Instagram. But what if you can only pick one subreddit? No. Well, <laughs> that's not how this works. Cats. Sure. Probably YouTube. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Twitter. Because you know you get all your news from Twitter. If I you think YouTube the right is the ultimate answer. Yeah. Because they have everything on there. Because you could even get podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. People upload them on just as a blank image and the audio file. Why don't we do that? Because that's time that I don't have to spare, <laughs> baby. Plus, can you upload a four-hour YouTube video? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I just don't know how to do it. And I'm not going to learn new things. <laughs> I'm not going to add skills to my resume. Never. Oh, my God. I've already got horse riding, sword fighting, woman loving, cake baking. Ballet. Doing. Doing. <laughs> what? Huh? Tippy-toeing. I pirouette like a boss. Tippy-toeing while you make the cakes. That seems dangerous. But you're an expert. What if I fall and impale myself on a spatula or whisk? Bye-bye. That's creepy. <laughs> Is that like a little girl that just appears in my dying moments? No, you said, what if I impale myself? So I'm like, you'll be dead. That was my way of saying you'll be dead. And that's how you handle my death? Lol, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> My love's a deado. Alamafeo. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> bye bye. Ruffle. <laughs> Who says that? Old people. People do say that. And people from 2002. I don't think I've ever said that. I mean, maybe I have, so don't quote me, but. I pretty much haven't. You think people are going to scour the last hundred hours of podcast <laughs> yeah. to find an example of you being a hypocrite? Well, I definitely didn't say it. Like some kind of fucking strange. But was it in your heart? Yeah. Tattooed. Spoop. You were a roller skater in your youth. Isn't that true? No. Wouldn't you say? No. You had roller skates. Roller blades. What's the difference? One is in the square, and the other one's a line. And you had, like, the more basic bitch one? The line. The squares? No, the line. I don't believe it. Blading is like ice skating. And roller skating is... Is not. Are you an elitist? No. Do you think I you're better? I haven't said one is the worst or the best. You kind of did. No, I didn't. You look down on people that can't roll a blade. Just admit it. I'm the one who was rollerblading. You can't get this straight. <laughs> Do 
You don't want to talk about a riveting fucking rollerblading? I do not. I guess you could technically have anything tattooed on your heart, and I can't check. You could have the name of your secret lover that you're having an affair with, and I would be completely oblivious. Yes, that's true. Although you would have had to go through the cost, expense, and risk of having open heart surgery just to tattoo something onto your... That's how much I love my new <laughs> lover. Your new bow. Who said it's a bow? A pretty bow. A pretty bow. Wrapped you up. Did wrap me up. I don't want anyone else to wrap you up in their arms. You should do it then. Just me. Just you, Kelly. You're a pretty present to me. Oh, that's lovely. You thought we were gone, but we're still here. Following you around. I don't think we should say following you around. We can't take it back now. Yeah, it's creepy. Imagine if someone is just like listening to this as they're walking home. <laughs> uh, That's really creepy. At night. And I apologise. All our listeners get a restraining order against us en masse. That's weird. But then they still listen to find out like <laughs> what's happening. Where we are, whether we're stalking them. We're stalking a lot of people. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? We have a massive listener base. We do. That's why we always have those Squarespace ads to get that that money. <laughs> those Baku books. That was so funny when Steph was like, can you get ads? And we were like, we can. But nothing will happen. We'd have to pay them <laughs> to come on to ads. Me undies, we'd love to slip you a few extra dollars so yeah. that we can talk about your products. Me undies? Yeah. What's that? Uh, no. Oh. Don't try and gorilla. Gorilla marketing. Don't try to surreptitiously back your way into us doing a covert ad for them. If we talk about it, they have to pay us. I don't think that's how that works. That's not how that works. Because we could just talk about every company under the sun. Yeah. And send a demand for... Coke money. For some random company that doesn't care about us. That's how we get the dough, yo. And that's how we make the pizza. And the cake. Because I should just say this real quick. When I have a pizza, Samantha asked me to give her the crusts or yeah. as many crusts as I don't want to eat. Of course. And I was saying the other day that we should get a pizza oven just to make you pizza crusts. Yeah. You basically just make the pizza with no topping and I'll just eat the edges. That would be very strange. It would be yummy. Pizza crusts the next day is also really good. Oh, yeah. You just put them in the microwave and they get all soft and yummy. I guess. Do you remember that one time when you had pizza and I wasn't here and when I came home, you had saved me all the crusts and you put them in a little bag. And I wrote you a little message. You did. It was so cute. It was a little secret cache of yumminess. It, it was. It was so good. You had saved like all the crusts. I feel like, because there was loads. Only the best for my girl. Yeah.